This is the film wrap up. They want to know, we tell them once and they still ask us. The people are thirsty for knowledge and we gotta fill that cup. We never chill, ask them. When they come to film wraps, bro, we keep it real, that's us. Mike check one two one two. Welcome to the twenty third episode of the film wrap up. And like always, I'm one of your hosts, the film fiend himself, and I'm with my boy, the rap nerd. What's going on, film? Not, 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 man. Chilling, chilling, chilling. Trying to get into the, you know, the spooky Halloween, you know, season. Trying to get my vibe on. You trying to get your vibe on? Yeah, man. It's been it's been a hectic month, bro. It's been a hectic couple months <laughs> to be. <laughs> To be exact, you want to say we halfway in Halloween? Yeah, man, yo, I, I'm gonna disappoint you, bro. I could count in my hands how many horror films I've seen this month, dog. Well, man, like, I'm, I'm yeah. disappointed for real. Big L, big L. I was gonna keep it to myself. I'm like, you know what? Let me confess. I figured though, because you, you had really been hitting me about stuff. Like last year, he was talking mm-hmm. about random stuff, but like he didn't text me one time about no no horror movies at all. But I know one movie though, because of you, I am gonna be checking out soon. Uh, what is? It? I think it's Trick or Treat. Oh yeah, you haven't seen it before? No, nah, I've never seen it, and mm-hmm. I was scrolling through. I think HBO Max, and I saw it. I'm like, okay. Oh yeah, you yeah, need to watch to, that. In our next Halloween special, we're gonna talk about that one, mate, for sure. Yeah. And, and, and you are gonna see why after you watch it. That's gonna be my assignment. I'm gonna check that out for sure, for sure. Oh yeah. With that being said, everybody. You know, we took a little break like we normally do. We back <laughs> to hit you in the head with another episode. And this one's packed. Absolutely packed. Halloween kill review. No time to die review. Mm-hmm. And DC fan don't, don't, whatever that was. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just start with that. Let's 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 give them a little recap of DC fandom. What, what was your overall thoughts about it before we get to, you know, each individual panel? Uh, it was kind of mid. I ain't gonna front. Like it was, it was, it was on the mid side, man. Like, uh, mm-hmm. and I think it, it was kind of mid because of the way they structured it. You know, I don't know why they front loaded the show so much. Oh, um, you know, they, they popped it off with Black Adam and Aquaman too. I'm like, those are like the bangers. Like, spread that out. You know what I'm saying? 
and then they dropped a little Shazam in there, and like the dead smack middle, and then it was nothing for real of interest. Then it was the Batman. I so I feel like it was, eh, it, it, it was mid. I forgot the Flash too. They put that in there, but that, even then, that was like front loaded at the beginning of the of the, of the, of the, um, the showcase. So I thought it was cool. I think last year's definitely was better. I think last year had me, my hype was there like the entire time. But uh, that's just me. What are your thoughts? Yeah, bro, this was a dud, dead on arrival, bro. Oh, hella disappointed. And it's not even, to me, it's not even that they front-loaded or how they, you know, aligned everything. It's just the stuff that they had in their period. Besides what we already were expecting and knew, bro, nothing of interest. (laughs) You know, a whole panel for Smallville that came out 20 years ago. Who's checking for that, bro? And that was like 10, what, 10 minutes long? Supergirl, I could care less about. You know what's crazy? Mm Mm-hmm. They had that panel for Smallville, but right. the Wonder Woman 80 year anniversary was just was weaker than that. That was like sad. You couldn't even get Gal to call in. Like, come on. See, it, it seemed to me like they were they they trying to after the results of eighty four, they trying to push <laughs> out Gal and Patty or something, bro. It, something, <laughs> it's not clicking like that. Like that happy go lucky feeling they had together a couple years ago after. 2017 came out like after 84 it seems like <laughs> vibes ain't clicking like they used to you know they I waste don't... time on cam newton and superman hats dog <laughs> <laughs> bro that's gonna flop worse than suicide squad did in the in the box office that's all i'm gonna say mm, okay mm. All right. but yeah that's how i felt i was just i was highly disappointed with this year bro you were I, you text me like damn I'm, I'm I'm bored to death. <laughs> beyond bored. And yo, know, my excitement for it beforehand, I was through the roof. But I don't know, it just shows to me how clueless um the you know the executives are. What they think people want and actually want to see. Okay, sure, there's a certain you know enough people that want to see the CW shows. But why do you have to extend it the way you did? And then, like, the heavy hitters, they're only on for, like, three, five minutes, bro. It, it, it makes no sense, bro. Mm-mm. Like, they cut it last year from an eight-hour eight thing to a four. Just cut it up. Just make it 30 minutes next year. If not, <laughs> I'm, probably, I'm probably not watching it. <laughs> That's my little rant, bro, because I was, I was highly disappointed in that. I see some people capping for it, acting like it's a... It's the best thing because it showed us footage of stuff that we already knew was coming. But crazy. yeah, because like you look at it overall, like I said, it was pretty weak. Like, you know, it being four hours, and it's crazy that you say that. I didn't even realize that last year it was eight hours. Yeah. And but I feel like with it being eight hours, well, <laughs> it speaks to what you said earlier. They don't have a goddamn clue what they're doing. So you know, last year we had the Batman. You know, uh, a, a look into that. We had mm-hmm. Zack Snyder's JL. We had mm-hmm. Wonder Woman 84, even though it didn't turn out like we wanted it to. But just having mm-hmm. that little, you know, that 20, 30 minute panel was like cool as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. We had uh, the Suicide Squad. And, you know, I've told you, I'm not the, the, the biggest fan of the movie, mm-hmm. but that 30 minute section they had dedicated to it, you know, talking to the director and everybody, that shit was tight. Like, that, that actually made me. It, it pulled me in a lot, you know what I'm saying? Hell, even right. the Black Adam shit that they showed, like with The Rock just right. talking and showing the concept art, The Flash showing the concept art and talking about the movie, like, that's what they need. We didn't have none of that shit this time. Like, it was just no. like, 
let's just put some clips together and just throw out some footage and that's that's it. And I'm just like, we need more than that. We, I want to hear you talk. You know what I'm saying? Like, the expectations, yeah. where you're at in production, what, what, what did you accomplish? Like, I want to hear that. Yeah, not only that, though. Like, there was no news, no surprises, none of that. It's all stuff from last year that was already in fandom 2020 bro no surprise no secret project in the work like that we weren't expecting no superman news no like it's mm. i was dumbfounded bro and to and what also was weird you know me i'm, I'm, not, I'm not gonna front the suicide squad i enjoyed it, 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 it it's, it's my joint but seeing um what was it peacemaker bro i was highly disappointed Highly, highly disappointed, bro. Uh, Why? The jokes, bro, they were flat. Just the... Like, coming off... I, I saw how they... To me, how they handled Peacemaker and the Suicide Squad film, I'm like, damn. That, that's pretty interesting. Because to me, I don't like John Cena as an actor. So once he got cast as Peacemaker, I already threw him out the window. And then he, he was a pleasant surprise for me in the film. Mm. But what I saw in, in this little trailer, it did absolutely not, nothing to me. It made my excitement like go down to be honest which is uh, a bummer but i could be overreacting because you know it's just a trailer even though it's like what two minute and some change trailer but yeah so it is what it is i'm harping a little too long on this but i was just highly disappointed for something that was hyping up all year and especially how good last year was and um dc's mm. right around the corner not dc disney's right around the corner with yeah, theirs and they're about to shut that shit down yeah, get them out of here like <laughs> Shut that shit down. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, yeah. To be talking about, the, you know, the recap. Let's get into some of the things that we, you know, were somewhat of highlights of, of the, you know, the event. The Black Adam footage. Um, what was your thoughts on that? I guess section of DC fandom. Man, that, it was too quick. That, that's the first thought that yeah that came to mind. But as far as the footage, fire. Mm-hmm. Absolute fire, no complaints whatsoever. Mm-hmm. From the aesthetics of it to the score, that dark, like his score sounded like a anti-villain. I mean, anti-hero villainous. It didn't feel her work at all. Mm-mm. And and they and they made sure to show you his first exp- uh, appearance. He's killing somebody off, bro. That shit is nuts. So I was, yeah, I was ecstatic. In comparison to Shazam, which they had the, like pretty much almost the same power stats and stuff like that, but his lightning is so much more aggressive and badass, bro. I I loved it. I loved <laughs> it. So from um as from a, what a thirty what was it forty five seconds and a minute um little snippet, I liked what I seen. You know, it doesn't tell me what to expect from the film but yeah from what I've seen it looks pretty good what about you no I'm pretty much mirror the same sentiments like seeing that footage was like "Mm, okay 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 yeah I mean the cinematography looked like it was on point Um, and and like I said he killed a guy in a 30 second teaser so that just speaks Mm -hmm. to like what the hell's about to happen for the rest of the movie the suit looks fire Uh, just just the attention the detail uh Showing you know, know his power, his powers uh, set, power skill set. You know, shooting bullets at him and just bouncing off as he hovers mm. in the air, like the hood on the hood on. Excuse me, like this is looking like it's gonna be great. But like you said, I don't know what the movie's gonna be like because I love the Rock, man. But like as an actor, 
he's not the strongest of, you know. Agreed. He's just not the strongest, and this is no diss to him at all. I hope this is the movie that transcends his performance, that, like, he really steps up, like, I'm gonna let people know that I can act for real. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm hoping that, that that that's gonna be where it's at. So, um, but I'm ecstatic though. Like, you know, I love seeing Aldous Hodge. I, they just show like a little snippet of his Hawkman armor. Mm-hmm. Uh, they show snippets of like Adam Smasher and some of the JSA crew. Like, right. all that shit looks cool. So, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to this movie. And uh, that was a good teaser. And I agree, too short, man, too short. I would have loved to hear more. Yeah, and what you said um, about the power sets, this 30, 45 second clip did a better job of depicting Black Adam's power set than the whole first Shazam movie did of Shazam's power set. It's it, it's crazy. And I actually like Shots fired. how <laughs> it's just fast, bro. But I do, hey, I, I, I do like the film, though, Shazam, that is. You know, no digs. I don't want nobody to come from my head. But, um,. <laughs> I do like how, because a lot of the times, it's not just DC, it's uh, just these comic book movies, period. They're anti-villain, or anti, why I keep saying anti-villain, anti-hero, yeah. mm-hmm. always ends up being a hero sometimes. You look at both Suicide Squad films, they feel like heroes, but him killing somebody right off the bat, it really sets the tone. Like, yeah, he's not really a good guy, but mm-hmm. she's not supposed to be. So, yeah, I like that. I really enjoy that. Yeah, so that wasn't the only footage that was shown. The Flash. The Flash, mm-hmm. the Flash, the Flash. So much has been said <clears throat> about this particular film. I don't think any answers were given in the, with the footage we saw. No. But we got, you know, we were given some footage. What do you think about it? Um, The footage for me is a mixed bag, I'm not going to lie. Um. Okay. There's some really cool shit in there, but then there's some other stuff that I'm kind of like, um, like, uh, like the suit, for instance, the new suit. I like mm-hmm. the body, but there's like a shot of him close up to the camera, and the mask looks really weird. Like it, it, the way it fits or something is off about it. And I'm hoping it gets fixed in post production, or that's just like a practice shot. They're gonna, I, I don't know, but that particular part, the mask looks really strange to me, but. On the flip side of that, there's a shot of him in the cave, in like a you know the bat cave. I'm guessing mm-hmm. with, the, with the water falling, standing there, and that shot was good. And the suit looks pretty dope. And then you know you step back, there's a shot where the Flash shows up at his mom's house. I'm guessing, and mm-hmm. the street looks very CW-ish. I'm not gonna lie, like <laughs> it looks very CW-ish. And I'm like, mm, I don't know what's going on, but. Again, it's just a snippet, so I'm trying to, you know, take a real deep dive in it. Um, I also would have preferred to get my first look at Supergirl in a better light rather than being just behind the Flash. Like, I think it might would have been cooler to introduce her, like, floating down to the Flash, like, in a heroic moment. But, like I said, that's a nitpick. It ain't a bad thing. But um, it does have me intrigued, though, you know, having a, you know another Flash there with him. And it was dope. You know, it was really dope to see Keaton's bat cow, too. That, that, that was pretty dope. So, I, while I'm still like a mixed bag with the footage, I'm still heavily intrigued about what they're going to do with it. You know what I mean? So, uh, that's where I'm at. Uh, where are you with this? Yeah, I was uh, a little confused. Uh, the First of all, the footage was, was dope. I agree with pretty much everything you said. The suit, the new suit is fire. 
except, except of the mask helmet. I listen. I'm just gonna jot it down because I because I saw I think it was like 14 hours they just finished um, filming, mm-hmm. so maybe they didn't get into any post work. Hopefully they didn't get into post work because that looks horrendous. So <laughs> uh, absolutely horrendous. I did. I don't know what's going on with it. I I'll just leave it at that. But the suit, like the body part, looks fire. I enjoyed it. I like how the lightning curses around his body. That that was dope. But what I found weird was like the the weird mystery behind it. You don't show Supergirl, but then you show behind the scenes pictures of Supergirl. Like, why no. are you hiding it in the trailer if we've already seen the picture? This thing, though, tweeted. bro. Mm-hmm. You, you might have missed it. Supergirl's in that footage. Mm-hmm. You, you, you ain't, you ain't people? No, 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 no. I saw Supergirl, but she's all the way in the back. Oh, okay, okay. Like, you, you don't you, see you. her at all. I would, I would have loved to see like a solo shot of her in the air, just like how that picture looked. Yeah, okay. And yeah. then last year, you already showed um, Keaton in the Batman suit. So why is it a surprise this year? I, we know how to bat. Like it, it's just weird. I felt like we got more, more last year regarding the flash than we got this year yeah we did we did it's all type of strange but from as far as what i could see it looks cool it raised a lot more questions to seeing two barry allens and and stuff like that and hearing keaton's voiceover talking about you know if you could go to any timeline why do you choose to go here and stuff like that so it it piqued my interest but it did absolutely nothing to let me know what the hell this film is about, which I kind of get it's a little ways out, but I would have loved a little more because this is weird. This is extremely weird. Last year, Batman was only 25% shooting, and we got a whole trailer. <laughs> they just finished their tr- their shooting la- yesterday, so they could have easily gave us the same amount. So, I don't know. Maybe that Bruh. just means there's a lot that they're hiding that I- we don't know about, but I agree, I'm, bro. I'm disappointed. Because I, I was saying the same thing about Black Adam. Black Adam finished shooting, like, months ago. Oh, so they did finish shooting Yeah, Black they Adam. shot it because... Uh, I wasn't sure. Yeah, because The Rock posted a video um, of him mm, saying, like... Um, yeah, okay. You know, congratulating the crew. So I was like, we for sure getting, like, some type of teaser slash trailer. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why don't... Like, y'all finished shooting. We need, like, nothing? Mm. Not, nothing? But that's neither here nor there. I'm, I got a lot to say about that earlier when we talk about the the, the show stealer. But uh, I'm, I'm going to keep that under wraps. Yeah. So, yeah, that's just how I feel. I'm I'm, I'm, intri- I'm intrigued to see where they're going. Uh, the Batman crowd on the floor really, really uh, piqued my interest. I'm hearing it's Keaton's. I'm hearing it's Affleck's. You know, don't know whose it is. But, yeah. So Which is stupid. From what I heard they're doing, I'm like, uh, you know, just in case people don't want to know, I won't, you know, say anything. See, but, I, yeah. I, I want to talk about the rumors, all right? So, this is, this, okay. may, this could be spoiler. It probably couldn't. This is in the rumor mail. But part, part of these rumors is the Flash is going to redo the timeline where they erase Batman vs. Superman and I think Justice League, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And they kind of so pretty much they're, they're they're getting rid of Affleck, in a sense, and retooling it to where I don't know, but just just let that sink in. They're redoing, they're, they're taking those two movies out, and they're recreating the timeline. But Keaton's supposed to be staying here. Now, this rumor is exactly why I'm I am in hesitant about this movie, 
because I just don't know what that looks like moving forward. Mm. Like, I just, I don't know, you know, so I just had to put that rumor out there and that kind of wears me out. But, um, did you, is that the rumor you were talking about or? Yeah, no, no, that's the exact uh, same rumor I was talking about, but I just found it weird, those two movies, because it doesn't only affect uh, Batman, that heavily heavily affects wonder woman as well mm-hmm. because those two films were are her only modern day appearances because mm-hmm. besides that you have 2017 which was in what, world war one or two 1984 so that means with those two a race if that's what they're gonna do wonder woman 3 will be the first film where she's you know in the modern day and so that means they're gonna read that's a that's a hard reboot to me that is a, that that changes her character completely. Yeah, and I hope I hope her character is not more like eighty four and it's closer to twenty seventeen. Because yeah, that that was um that was a crime against mankind what they did with her character <laughs> in, in nineteen eighty four. So I'm, I'm I'm gonna leave it at that. God damn boy. <sighs> more about oh my god. All right, let me uh move to the next one. This is like, kind of disheartening, but uh. <laughs> now the next panel which i liked i, I like more than all th- all three days i, I, I mm-hmm. like them more than shazam more than flash and black adam aquaman 2 mm-hmm. their panel right um i really like this one because this, this is i wish it was extended in a little longer but it makes sense because they're still shooting aquaman and, mm-hmm. I, and i just i just find it crazy that we learn more about aquaman than these other movies that have been shooting and, and damn wrapped already. I don't, I don't understand that, you know, but it goes into James Wan, how he operates. He, he, he don't miss, bruh. He don't miss. But, um, getting into like the, the found, you know, the, the, the behind the scenes footage and him just explaining everything. It just made my hype grow. Cause you know, and anybody who knows me, I love Aquaman. The first one loved it. So to hear him say like, we're expanding the world of Aquaman. This is going to be more mature, more serious, but still have the same level of fun. Seeing Momo in that black suit, which is hard. Seeing the update on Black Manson with the silver mask going full on New 52. Ooh. Um, seeing Orm, Ocean Master back in there and, and you know, in the system. Seeing Mira. And they're still keeping the big you know, a uh, spectacle secret. I don't know what this movie's gonna be about. I think I have an idea because they're in like the ice area. Um, and if they, if, I'm telling you, dog, if they do this, if they actually bring in the Dead King, mm-hmm. I am going to flip my shit. If the ice cracks and he breaks out, oh. Which I presume they would do. Like, what other reason would you have to be in that area? Exactly. So, everything's hitting towards that direction, and uh, I'm just excited because the first the first movie was a home run for me. Like, it, you know how people say it, it, it does have issues with the scripts here and there, and you know some jokes didn't land. But that motherfucking movie is fun, beautiful cinematography, some of the best action in any comic book movie ever. And it's like you're gonna you're gonna give me more of that, and make it more serious. And here Momo we're talking about how it like they're, they're bringing environmental issues. In. Like, come on, I'm I am down. So this segment had me pretty hype. Um, so let me calm it down. 
what about you where, where you at with it yeah so um me personally behind the scene things are cool to see as special features on like a blu-ray or whatever after i finish watching the movie and, and you see how everything's done and stuff like that I, I'm more of a person that I, I like to see footage, footage that's you know done in post and stuff like that, which I fully understand why we didn't get that for Aquaman two. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that to see is like yeah, it, the footage, the behind the scenes stuff looked fire. Mm-hmm. Got me you like I understood more of that than I did of Flash and Black Adam, like you said. But I couldn't really get a feel of the tone because you know you don't have the score, you don't have the lighting, so. You're just seeing a, a collection of footage that looks cool and fun and stuff like that. So as far as that goes, uh, you know, it, it was cool. But what really, really, really excited me about this was my issues with uh, Aquaman 1. Because I don't think I've ever spoke about Aquaman here on the podcast. We spoke, obviously. But mm-hmm. um, it's Juan saying that they're going a more mature route. Mm-hmm. The minute I heard that, the bells in my head just started going off. I was like, yes. That was mm-hmm. one of my biggest issues. And I think you called this. You said he purposely did this to appease, you know, like the higher ups and stuff like that, get the money. And now mm-hmm. he's going to go ham and do exactly what he's going to want to do. And that, and yeah, with him using those verbiage, I'm like, yeah, definitely. Like, I'm so, like, Juan to me, into you as well. This dude is. He, I don't think he gets the respect that he deserves because he doesn't. He doesn't because everybody always says, "Oh, he's a he's one of the best horror directors or is the best horror director," but he's proven it in multiple different, um, what you call multiple different genres mm-hmm. that he could do it. So he just to me, he's just a fantastic director. Period. So him getting to do more of him in a m- more mature element of Aquaman. I'm, I'm, I'm sold because I loved Aquaman one with with some issues and one of the issues I'm, I'm, I'm gonna put myself on blast I was in the biggest fan of Black Manta mm-hmm. and and seeing seeing the, him in there I'm like please don't be the same type of character chasing Aquaman around like your Sunday or Saturday morning cartoon character please be a real character this time and I'm hoping they do a more focused on him this go around because the costume looks incredible yes absolutely incredible like this this aquaman franchise will go down as the best like costumed wise comic book movie ever with the first one with the gold suit arm suit and then now this with black oh my god bro like they whoo you know what's crazy I think mm-hmm. the, we're gonna be able to see that black mantis suit actually go against that aquaman oh. fire absolute <sighs> fire just when i thought they could because to me as much as black um black mantis let, let me let me rephrase that i didn't like him outside of the suit because outside of the suit that's when he was that corny uh campy 80s <laughs> you know saturday cartoon type character so once he had this exactly <laughs> but once he had the suit on bro and he was putting that work. I'm like, all right, bet. And that suit looked fantastic, bro. When this nigga came mm-hmm. down at the beginning of, the, of Italy, and he was yes. saying that damn line from I forgot what book it was. I think it was like a Lovecraft book. Mm. I was like, this nigga's not playing. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. And to me, dog, like I said, I didn't think they could update the costume any better because I thought it was perfection. But man, 
Well, yeah, job yeah. well done, bro. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I know I'm talking a lot about um, behind the scenes, even though I say behind the scenes are not really my number one thing. But, yeah, but, you, I was just... but you see, I think you're talking like that. The same with me is because mm-hmm. there was a movie prior to the footage and we know what we mm-hmm. saw. So it's kind of yeah. like knowing what he did with the first Aquaman. It's kind of like now, second one, you got free range. It's kind of like, what the hell is about to be in this movie? You know what I mean? And the creatures and stuff like that. Oh, oh my God. I know he's going to go. Because he only had a tiny bit of horror in it with, um, damn, I'm drawing a blank. What are those creatures called? Trench. Yeah, the tr- there you go. Mm-hmm. And I know Juan now. He's gonna go ham with the. He's gonna have a lot more horror elements into it, and it's gonna and it's gonna blend so well, bro. I'm just, I'm, I'm ecstatic. That's one of the few films that's up in the future of DC. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. That I have no worries, even with my issues with the first one. I had no worries whatsoever, bro. No. So, yeah, that's how I feel about that one. <clears throat> All right, so drum roll, please. God damn. Uh... Oh, oh, oh. Don't forget about the. We didn't even talk about Shazam too. Oh, we didn't. The footage. Mm. Oh shit! Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're excited. For, I know you're excited for what we're about to talk about. You're right. You're right. I, I skipped over Shazam, and partially uh, it's because like I like the first movie, but it just uh-huh. it's, it's Shazam for me. I can't speak for you, but it was one of those movies that when I first watched, I really liked it. I like. I liked it a lot. But the more and more I watched it, it kind of just kind of went down for me. Mm. When I started to notice little things, like, you know, Levi kind of hemming it up a bit much for me. It's like he was just kind of over the top. And then you have the suit just looking less and less realistic. And mm. um, some of the VFX were like, eh. And then the action wasn't really there. It's just a lot of stuff sort of coming down. And then weak score. So I'm like, ah. But um, so they did some new footage. For Shazam 2, Fear Be the Gods. What do you think about that footage, actually? Uh, to me, it, it looked cool. It, it's, a, it's my same feelings as um, Aquaman 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have hoped that um, David Sandberg, that's the name, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would have hoped he would have had the line about being a little more mature. Because that was my uh, issue with the first Shazam film. But I'll... I only seen the I seen the Shazam film twice in theaters, and I and I and I enjoyed that film. That's one of my favorite uh, DCEU films. So I don't have that same issue you have where you rewatched it and it went down for you because I haven't watched it since it released. I believe in what 2019, 2018, whatever year yeah, that was. So to me, it's still in a high note for me, but I still had a lot of the issues that you had. Uh, Zachary Levi as Shazam to me, I still to this day I see him, you know, in the suit. The, the new updated suits look amazing. They do, but yes. it's just him himself. I just, I don't know, bro. And then you see the contrast of Black Adam and The Rock and how he looks suited up. Like Shazam in any comic book, like a character like Batman, even Superman. There's different iterations of them where they have different, like they're smaller. They're bigger and stuff like that. But Shazam, I've only really seen one type of Shazam. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And and it's not Zachary Levi at all. Mannerisms, looks, or anything like that. So I still... That's more of a me problem, I guess. I, I should know better by now than comparing comics and, you know, what Hollywood does with these comic book movies. But I just got to get used to them. I think 
if the it's a little more mature, you could definitely keep your fun aspect. And David knows how to do mature films. He's yes, he does. He he he, he knows how to direct. So I just hope that they go that route in the Greek, you know, side of things. Uh, yeah, uh, it looks interesting. Just you know, make it more mature. And and I'm so. What about you? Yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at with it too. It's just like it's a little bit much like with the adolescence and I get he's supposed to be a kid I, I totally understand that but I think it has to get to some point where uh, just 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 a little bit more maturity man like you know and maybe it, you know it, I don't even know if I can say maturity I just think it's more so of matching Levi and I think what's the kid's name who's plays Billy um yeah, I forgot his name uh, I forgot oh name. um damn it starts with an A yeah, I thought he just want to say Alistair, but that's not his name. Um, but uh, I just think they need to match them up more, like as far as personality-wise. Because mm. again, I hate to be the guy to, you know, compare it to the comic books, but the version of Shazam they're going with is the New Fifty Two version, and mm. in that version of the comic book, Billy and Shazam are alike. Like Asher Angel is his name. Uncle. Yeah, yeah. Billy, Billy and Shazam are supposed to be alike in that comic. You know, the older one is different. The older one, you know, Billy's a kid, but when he turns to Shazam, he's like, a, a, you know, super serious. And I think part of the reason why Levi seems like he dows it up so damn much is because mm-hmm. Angel Asher's Billy is nowhere near that level of like, you know, hamming it up. So mm-hmm. it's just kind of like weird contrast. Like you turn into adult and you're just like even more kiddy, like over the top. So. I don't know if they're going to fix that, but uh, I don't know. We'll see. Mm. Yep. So, yeah, we're pretty much in agreement when it comes to that. Okay. So, like I was saying, before we got to Shazam, drum roll, please. The Batman trailer. What are your motherfucking thoughts? Breathtaking absolutely breathtaking it, it as much as i hated fandom it was worth it dog at the end of the day <laughs> seeing that i don't even know like i don't know let me compose myself because I, I i've literally been watching it i watched it like right before we started um this podcast not not because i needed the research just because i wanted to see it again it's mm-hmm. i'm speechless bro I, I i don't know what to say as far let me get down to the trailer itself, the opening with um, Riddler in the cafe, and that and that score. I I see a lot of people say it's seven vibe. I I, I get the seven vibe as well, but to me personally, it's more of the older Blade Runner, the one that came out in the eighties. Yeah. Like the cafe and how the lighting around it. I'm like, bro, this is straight from like a Blade Runner universe. Even the new one has that feel as well mm-hmm. I'm like this is fantastic and how they depict this um Batman he is going to be brutal mm-hmm. he is a lost cause like he is unhinged this is a depiction of Batman that I've never seen before because um BVS we've seen um an angry Batman, but he was towards the end of that, turning over, you know, to the good side. 
this is right smack in the middle of it. So you're seeing him act up, and I'm I'm like, whew, like what more can I ask for? Like this shit was gorgeous. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have to pass it off to you, bro. God damn. You, you don't got nothing else to say? Cause I'm I'm, I, take, I'm trying to compose myself. No, no, go in, go in. No, I'm, don't I'm, compose I'm, yourself. I want to hear you, nigga. Like, don't compose yourself. Like, what are your other thoughts? A lot of thoughts like this. This is um exactly what I wanted for my Batman. Now I do have small little issues for uh for starters. I don't uh, his Bruce Wayne and the Batman. They seem to be the exact same characters. Mm, so it's typically um, Bruce Wayne to me. He's always been like the mask. Like he puts up a front. Oh yeah. But in this version, he seems like it, there's no like, oh, this is Bruce Wayne, this is Batman. I'm like, nah, this is just one character in itself. Mm-hmm. But we haven't really, really seen him interact with the outside world. It's only been with um, Alfred that we've seen so far. So maybe I could be way, way off. But yeah, everything about this score, this is gonna be the not even not just the best looking Batman film I've ever seen in my life. But one of the best comic book movies, period. Like every single frame is a poster that you can hang up. Every mm-hmm. single one. And and I see some parallels to Nolan's universe. And I, I saw some people have some gripes with it, which is weird to me because it's Batman. So how would you not have parallels? But yeah, I've uh, I'm thrilled. And his in his form of fighting. Because I wasn't 100% sure with the first one because we only seen him fight the goons. Mm-hmm. But here, it's it's like, to be honest, it's very similar to Christian Bell's form of fighting, a brawler. Mm-hmm. But this one, he's just more fast and brutal with it. Like, when you see Nolan and, and uh, Christian Bell fight, the it, it's very slow. You can see him timing the... The blocks and all that here he's just he's just like a machine mm-hmm. a straight up machine every punch seems like it has like he knows where he wants to hit like it is brutal bro it, i loved it bro absolutely loved it mm-hmm. what about you <sighs> nigga <laughs> i remember watching this trailer right I'm just mm. on the edge of my seat, and and let me let me just talk about about this trailer. I don't know who constructed this and edited it, mm. but the way this struck this 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 trailer is constructed, like oh my god, like the first half of it opens with like you know just kind of explanation and you know voiceovers, and they got the Nirvana song playing in the background, and then it gets to a certain point. As a matter of fact, it's the point when Batman is in the club fighting, and the yellow lights are blinking. And then that's when it changes over to the score. And then from that point on, it just like it just like really takes off, and you really like get into the shits with Batman. And uh, my head exploded, dog. <laughs> like when that junk went off, like I had hype tears. You understand me? I do understand. I had hype tears not beautiful tears like oh my god it's so i had hype tears like for those who've seen my trail my trailer reaction i did the exact same thing i couldn't even express myself like that "Mm," you hear was me holding my fist up clenching because it's so good 
Like, mm. incredible. Mm. Like, prob- I'm, I'm, I know I'm probably reaching something again, that, but that's probably one of the best trailers I have ever seen in my life. Ever. Like, this is the Batman movie I have been wanting forever. Forever. Like, I love The Dark Knight. Love what Nolan did. But I feel like what Reeves is doing with this movie, this is the optimal way to ground Batman, in my opinion. It's where you keep it grounded, but you still have certain aspects to let me know. Like, this is still Batman we're talking about here. This is still, we post, this is supposed to be in awe of the shit that he's doing. And, um, just, ugh, man, the suit. I love it. I love how unhinged he is. I love how he looks like he's struggling with his anger. We've never seen this type of Batman before. I love uh, that. I love that Catwoman is an actual character, not just somebody who's just there to be there. Um, I think Zoe's going to kill it. Like, I always look at her as kind of Catwoman anyway. She kind of looks like that to me. She has a mysterious vibe about her, so fits her perfect. Um, I think Andy's going to kill it as Alfred. Just what we've seen shows that their dynamic is going to be kind of similar to BVS, how Bruce and and, um, Alfred were, where Alfred kind of, you know, busts his chops for shit that he's doing. And I really like that. Um, What else? The Riddler looks fantastic. The way it starts with the the, the question mark in the the cup of coffee and how he's just fucking with Batman the entire time. Um, Penguin. Colin Farrell, like, he's unrecognizable. Yep. Doesn't even make sense how, how unrecognizable he is. Like, even the way he's talking, like, hey, come on, come on, stop it, though. Whatever he says in, in, his, in his northern accent. Um, the cinematography. Lord have mercy. Every frame. And you know, he don't, like, and, and don't, people don't take this serious, don't get your pitch for yourself, but everybody knows Zack Snyder's my favorite director. He on some Zack shit here. Like, I mean, when he knocked the car over and he's walking upside down slow motion with the fire going and the cape flapping. Oh, my Lord. Are you kidding me? When when the it, it, it's a dark scene and the people are shooting machine guns, all you see is the light for the machine guns going off and Batman just walking through it. Are you serious? And to speak to your point about the fights, right? What I love about this fight fighting is how you said he's a brawler. Mm-hmm. What it looks like to me is he is a brawler, but he looks like a guy that knows martial arts, but his anger makes all the you know the uh, the, the, the flare disappear. Mm-hmm. Like you like how you say he's a machine and he knows where to hit people. Mm-hmm. It's because he's trained in martial arts, but in martial arts, you learn to keep a certain guard to protect yourself and have the most accurate hits. But he's just like, you know what? I just don't, I just don't like y'all. So I'm gonna fuck y'all up. I don't care about about the form and the way he kicks the dude. The, the, the way he's just, you know, like if you look at that scene in, in the club, right? When he's fighting the dude and he's blocking, he literally blocks with with the right arm. Well, let me see. Now he block he blocks a hit with the left arm. He spins and blocks it with his right elbow and turns back to continue the punches. That's nuts, dog. 
that's Batman, you know, like, like, and then the, the score just hitting in there. And it just builds into the last moment when the camera's flicking and Batman is walking, he's hanging upside down like a bat. Come on. For those of you who don't know, if you can't tell by now, Batman's my favorite character. And this trailer just made me fan, no, not even fan, made me stand out. My most anticipated comic book movie. I don't even give a shit about no other movie right now. Like, like this is number one. And Matt Reeves is about to kill this shit. And he about to have a trilogy in this? Oh my lord. Oh my god. So, before, I'm going to stop talking there because I could go on. I didn't watch this trailer about a hundred times. Literally, no lie. Yeah, so what I want to know, because like I said, we've seen two trailers and there's not anything happy about this Bruce Wayne Batman at all. I want to know what makes him click. Like, why is he the way that he is? Because it can't just be the typical, my parents died in an alley 15 years ago you don't have that, that much anger and hostility from that like yeah of course you're you're pissed and stuff like that but to that level i need to know what's going on and the way this riddler is getting in his head this this is some joker level type shit bro mm-hmm. like i've never really there's only a few characters in the batman lore that i've seen could mess with his psyche like that it's joker hush does it raja go here and there but it's not that many and and that flip that he that reese is doing with this joker like i'm joking what i'm saying this riddler he's a serial killer bro he's like your he's not the suit wearing cane wearing little top hat nah Mm-mm. this dude's just a straight up in his world it it just shows you his world that he is so visceral and like bru- like it's 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 brutal and unhinged the world period and I love how it seems from what I'm seeing that Batman's anchors are Catwoman and Alfred mm-hmm. and like I mean like real anchors the ones that I believe are gonna pull him back into humanity because that one scene in the trailer when he's beating the living crap out of the dude. And you see Catwoman Zoe's reaction like, whoa, exactly. <laughs> like, wait a minute now. <laughs> like, nigga, chill, like, chill. Yeah, bro. Like, you could see, like, that's going to be his anchor to, like, pull him back in. And I like how um, Reeves is doing this. Like, he's starting off with it, because this is only year two. He's starting off with his Batman being angry. So, mm-hmm. eventually, he's going to get back to the Batman that we know that is only semi-angry, not <laughs> as angry as he, he is so i can't wait mm-hmm. I, I i really can't wait like his i could <sighs> the fact that we saw about three four minutes with both trailers combined and i still don't really know what this story is about perfection shows you how detailed of a writer reeves is like there's there's some um directors or whatever they'll show you a minute and a half trailer and you're like oh I, I feel like I seen a movie already mm-hmm. here I'm like clueless you don't know shit and certain like the lighting bro when he's fighting in the club and it's red and it oh, mm. man I, I, I don't I don't know what to say bro I'm just 
I'm just ready. And I'm glad how... Because this is kind of of an origin story, but not really. And he was smart to put it into year two because you actually see him in his Batman suit. Because typically origin stories, they're not into their suits until like the third half of the film. Mm-hmm. We've seen a lot of Batman in these in these trailers, bro. A lot. Mm-hmm. So I, I I love that decision, man. I'm... Um, I'm through the roof. I haven't been this excited for a comic book movie since. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The last movie that I was like couldn't contain myself was probably BVS. Mm. Like, was it? And that's what? What are we? Twenty five years ago was the last time. Ask anybody that it was to the point that I was annoying, but this film has done it for me. And like Batman, everybody and their mother know Batman is my favorite favorite. Hero, but I've never had a Batman. That's including Ben Affleck's, where I thought, all right, this is my perfect Batman. He's hitting everything I want him to hit, mm-hmm. and I'm hoping this one can be that. So, yeah, it's funny you say that too, because I think that's what got me so hyped about the trailer. Is I haven't been hit with this type of feeling in the trailer since. Justice League, and I'm, I'm talking about the trailers from 2017, like 16, like when they, when they first was working on it, and it still was Zach's work. I remember seeing them teasers like, "This shit is nuts." I haven't felt that way since then. Mm. Like, like I'm talking about like rewatching the trailer ten times, pausing it, looking like, "Okay, what's that? What's going on here?" All right? Like, I haven't felt that since since the the first first Justice League teaser. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm fucking ecstatic. Yeah, bro. I'm, I'm like, and I feel it's either a give and a take with everybody that's took their crack at Batman. And what I mean like that is either they sacrifice the action for a great story, or mm-hmm. they sacrifice a great story for the action. I've yet to see the complete balance. And I feel like with a director of Reeves and the actor. Honestly, Patterson might be the best. No, let me. Chris Bell could act. So he, Patterson, like having him, like I'm just ready for a well-rounded Batman film that's both action and a gripping story. Because that's what to me makes Batman the best hero by far. I agree. Is is the storytelling Mm -hmm. and his and his role gallery. Like, let's really, really dive into it. And I want Batman to be who Batman is. Because I know you said it looks like he has martial he knows martial arts. I haven't really gotten the Batman martial arts vibes yet. I've just got a straight up angry brawler. I have I don't really look at this trailer and I see, oh yeah, he's a guy that knows every single form of martial arts. I just see he's a guy that knows how to fight and he will he'll he'll beat the brakes off you. That's the vibes I guess so. And I and, and I can't help but get the vibe that Reeves is hiding something from us. Like when Batman is talking to, and I say a person behind um, the screen in jail, I'm not sure if that's Riddler, bro. I'm not hundred percent sure because he's doing a lot of he's putting a lot of effort into hiding his, in that person's face. That's I mean, all it, I'm gonna say. It's, it's a possibility. There's really no telling, and I think that's the that's the beauty of the trailer is you, we're given so much but given so little at the same time yeah. like you don't you know you don't know like 
I mean, for all we know, the Riddler could just be the front for, for what it really is. I don't know. Yeah, so. That's true. We, so, long story short, I was blown away. This is, um, yeah, it, it exceeded my expectations. Like, it absolutely exceeded. And honestly, I love this better than the first because we got more. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then we got, um, yeah, blown away, bro. So, sign me up. I don't need to see any any other piece of material nothing i don't even want to see a title card i'm I'm ready march 4th sign me up i better say like like they they sold that shit with me like i mean the first the first teaser sold me i was already like (laughs) 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 i'm I'm buying my tickets as soon as they hit they're available so i still can't believe we're really about to get this film bro i know and the good thing is it's like in march it ain't in fucking november it's in march it's in the first quarter of the year so like man well all right so enough of this because i feel like we we were going on for a good half an hour in that trailer because it's it's that good now let's talk about the state of dc as a whole dc fandom which is supposed to you know Give open the curtains a little bit and let you know what you're, you know, should be expecting for the future of DC. Mm-hmm. With that being said, what is your thoughts of the future of DC? Like, were your answers and like, you know, was your question answered and stuff like that? Or are you, how do you feel about DC going forward? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> the, the only two films that I'm holding on to are the Batman and Aquaman. The rest of them, just like I don't know. I, don't, mm. I really don't know. Aquaman proved, you know, I love the first one. Seeing the behind the scenes just shows me they're going to do more of the first one, but even better. And the Batman looks like it's going to be the best movie in movie franchise because it's supposed to be three of these movies. So mm-hmm. right now, my trust is in those two. The rest of them, I just don't know. One with 84 was not my cup of tea. Um, Black Adam could be great, but I don't know because, like I said earlier, the Flash, I don't know what the fuck they're doing with that movie. I'm still going to watch it. I don't know. Batgirl, I don't know because supposedly J.K. Simmons is back as Alfred, but Ben Affleck is not. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. You know um, Superman is nowhere to be seen, so well, what else? Uh, Peacemaker didn't look interesting at all to me. Um, what else did they show? Da-da-da. They're having like a Blue Beetle movie on HBO Max, and it's kind of like the way, the way they're playing it, they make it look like it's not really going to matter like that. So I don't really know what that's going to be like. Mm-hmm. Um, the Black Canary movie, too, I'm pretty sure it's going to be good, but it's just going to be a one off story to the side. It's not really going to lead to anything. So it's like, I don't know what they're doing with that. You know, is this over for, you know, the Birds of Prey? I don't know. Like, they don't, they're not clear about anything they're doing. So. I'm just sitting here throwing my hands up like, ah, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, I'll watch what comes out, but no. That's, that's, that's all I got. Oh, yeah. So, um, I'm just glad we didn't get Black Superman. Any news on Black Superman yesterday, um, Saturday? So, hopefully that gets canceled and I never have to worry about that again. But um, as far as the future of DC for me, um, of course, there's a little bit of um excitement for each and every project but that's just the dc fan and me like i love these characters and i and i and i hope that you know they come out great because let's be honest um when shang chi was coming out i wasn't expecting much from it and it (laughs) that movie surprised me so i'm hoping like maybe one or two of these movies could possibly be that like i love bad girl in the comics 
uh, Blue Beetle. I love him and and hit Booster Gold, which I'm I've been dying for some type of Booster Booster Gold news. Uh, Black Adam looked good. Flash more questions than anything, but Flash is one of my favorite characters. So of course there's excitement there. So yeah, all that to say there is some excitement there. Am I through the roof? I would say probably not. It's just because I don't know much of anything besides the Batman. And, you know, we're not really getting much of anything. But I'm surprised I haven't seen a lot of people have talked about it. But I've seen, you know, a little people. But a huge, a absolutely humongous tease was given in um, DC Fandom supposedly they're leading there's a possibility they're leading the universe into the infinite the crisis of infinite earths that's supposed to be their next that's where this universe is supposedly might be leading towards to. there's a tease for so, that yeah um when um what's damn i was about what's his name uh co- comic um right damn jim lee there it is oh yeah, yeah jim lee when he had his panel and stuff like that he he had a, a storyboard out and it was showing that it was leading to possibly crisis of infinite earth so that's what uh suppose which makes sense why we're getting all these characters from all these different universes which makes a, a whole bunch of sense but we'll see <sighs> it sounds like that didn't excite you not one bit no it doesn't yeah, I, I just think that, that's just a way of making making a, a mess that wb made look better that's all it is that just seems like their answer to the Affinity Stones, Affinity Wars, because that's DC's version of that. So it was stupid, <laughs> which is weird because that's something that you would start off right off from the bat, not something that you do midway. But if if it works, if it works, cool, uh, I'm in for it. If not, um, you know, I got the Batman and hopefully a few surprises. Exactly. The way. They, oh. they, they had a whole fucking plan laid out for him, but they said, nah, we're not going to do that because my man don't, he's on a bootlegger. So, you know. <laughs> like, okay, okay. I'm, I'm, before we get off, I'm just going to say this, you know, talking about the future of DC. Like, Go off. I'm sorry, bro, but Zack Snyder's Justice League came out earlier this year. And y'all may not want to hear me talk about this, but if you watch that movie, do you know how much stuff that shit sets up? Mm. Steppenwolf literally talks to, um, oh, what's the bull name? Ah, uh, damn. Uh, d- 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 decide about the multiverse in the movie. Literally, he sets up a nightmare multiple timeline in the movie. He sets up a Batman film in the movie. Cyborg in the movie. Um, Ryan Choi in the movie. Flash. In the, all of this shit is doors opening. Dark side coming to Earth. In the movie. And this shit was supposed to come out in 2017. Before Infinity War. Before Endgame. We supposed to have Cyborg before we even got Black Panther. We would have had Ryan Choi before, way before Shang-Chi came out. So I'm, that's all I'm going to say. Like. I know we can't change things, and I get it, and I'm not saying whatever you think I'm saying, but I'm just, the, the game was right there, and now look at them. They don't know what they're doing, and you got Jim Lee having to step up and be like, yeah, we're going to do a multiverse thing. Okay, all right. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I don't, like, like the Batgirl, right? The director was like, yeah, yeah, Batman's going to make an appearance, but we're not going to tell you which Batman it is, huh? 
What, what James Gunn said? Bloodsport shot Superman, but I don't know which one it is. Huh? Mm. What? 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 That's why it's hard for me to be excited because I don't black Superman. Huh? <laughs> Where was Henry Cavill at? What? Oh wow! You got the perfect. <laughs> it's too perfect, bro. That's the problem. Perfect Superman, and you and you don't know what to do with him. Black Superman. L after mm. L. Dune just leaked like come on. <laughs> and not just that. You know what? Let me not. No, go ahead. Cause this, it, it, it's it's buffoonery at this point. Like it's like, dude, do you have a plan for anything? <laughs> like, no, it's just what I was gonna say had nothing to do. It's just with doing what you brought up with doing. Like, I don't say it. I, I don't. Why we're seeing movie theaters, especially this month, absolutely kill it. Damn near pre-pandemic numbers. 90 mil for a vintage and carnage film. 50 for this, 50 for that. And and your response to that is move up the HBO Max release date for Dune. A movie that's made over 100 million overseas already. Yeah, that's smart. And you let it leak. Full 4K. Like, come on. And that's why Mr. Nolan is in Universal right now. That's why Zach is over there at Netflix. Like, you know what? Oh, man. I just... I, I really don't understand the mindset, like, over there. Like, you, you really thought we was going to get... We was about to be lived for a Cam Newton Superman hat, huh? You thought that was it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Bro, I did. I was watching that part. Like, what is going on? Like, is, is this an infomercial? And then he was like, you got Superman hats. So I was like, huh? I'm like, I'm like, they, they say dance. They said introducing Cam Newton. I'm like, oh shit, they playing ads in front of um DC fans. <laughs> I'm like, okay, but okay, but you know, I digress. It is, it is what it is. It is what it is, man. I'm, I'm I'm wasting breath at this point. So if Doom, I don't know if um, Halloween Kills just made fifty million in the box office. You don't think Doom would have made some kind of, like, I don't know. So it is what it is. We'll see. Uh, I'm done. All right, so uh, moving on to to things outside of DC fandom. Um, No Time to Die. And, you know, it's kind of old now, but just wanted to kind of speak on it to give our thoughts Mm -hmm. because I really enjoyed it, man. I think it was, like, a really good closeout to the Daniel Craig era. Um, What are your thoughts? Fucking damn near perfect close off, bro. This is the closure I needed for some uh, for a character like um James Bond, especially Daniel Craig's character. Like that reminds me, like a uh, character like Logan getting his perfect send off of the Logan film. Like these iconic type of heroes, they need that last final film to really tie the bow, bro. Like in this. No Time to Die, it, it did it for me, bro. That opening sequence set the tone for what type of movie I was into. Actually, it's like a two, both of the opening sequences with the villain, I forgot what his name was, and then with Bond and, um, was it Italy? Madeline. Was it? Yeah. 
No, no. What, 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 what country were they in? Oh, country, country. I think they were in Italy. Yeah, there were that action sequence. Oh my lord! Mm-hmm. And and it's weird. They 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 did something to this Bond char- uh, character with these films. They switch the genre completely. Like Casino Royale <clears throat> was a certain type of Bond. It was your typical suave ladies' man, sophisticated type of James Bond. Mm-hmm. And then with the second one, what is that? Cold they went full action. Yeah, they went full action in all the wrong ways, by the way. <laughs> in all the wrong ways. And then I feel like in Skyfall, they perfected the modern day version of an action superhero, or action hero. Mm. He was damn near Batman. That, that was a Batman film, in my opinion. <laughs> like, like he did, he felt like an action star, and I felt like this film just continued on top of that. And I, and, and I was blown away, bro, from beginning to end. Probably one of the most gorgeous films I've ever seen in my life, bro. Yes, I don't know if it's where I watched it. But I'm like, bro, this it looked phenomenal. It did. And then, like, they could have easily this this film could have easily went wrong because they 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 did certain things with Bond's character that hasn't been done before that I guess the purists would have issues with. But to me, they humanized his character so much, bro. Mm-hmm. So much. He was actual. He was an actual human being instead of you know a fictitious superhero and i and i loved it bro and the send off the ending it's this film it was fantastic I, I can't complain absolutely fantastic what about you no i echo the same sentiments man like um like blown away literally um make humanizing james in so many different ways you know from the ways he works with people from his respect level and his show of like respect to people like there's like a scene when he tells M thank you. Not M, he tells uh, Q thank you. And Q's kind of mm. like looking like, hmm? You said thank you? <laughs> and, um, you know, he, he, like him just telling everybody thank you. And it's just kind of like, damn. Like, we really have grown with this man. Like, like I remember there was a point where he didn't like working with anybody. You know, when he first mm-hmm. met Q in Skyfall. Was it Skyfall? Yeah, when he met Q in Skyfall. Yep. And, Skyfall. And, and, like, he didn't really fuck with him like that at all. And, uh just to see where he's, you know, coming, you know, in a relationship, you know, with others and how he just does things. It's great. I also love the vintage, like, Bond aesthetic to it. Like, you know, using the gadgets. Like, Mm. man, when he was driving that car, bro, and them damn mines came out of the car, I was like, ooh! I remember that from from 007, man. Like, oh shit, like, uh, Goldeneye. The guns popping out, all of the gadgets, him frying the dude's head with the, the pin. Um, the third act when it was like a one take and it looked like he's playing the game, like mm. excellent movie, beautifully shot. Um, the villain was a little lackluster, but a little okay, <laughs> lackluster he was, and um, but it's it's like with it being send off for Bond I didn't I kind of didn't mind I was like you know what this, this is Bond's movie I'm not here to see him the, the other guy so whatever and I get with his plan his plan was such a big thing I understand why he was so lackluster but uh he, he's about the only the weakest thing in the movie but everything else score action cinematography 
uh, the ending, man, it made, it made me, it made my eyes water, man. Like, mm-hmm. I was in theaters, like, dang, dog, we we really old, we we really done with the Craig era. And you know, the best Bond, bro, the yeah. best Bond. That end scene when, like, if you haven't seen the movie by now, oh well. Um, but at the <laughs> end of the movie, when you know they pour up glass glasses of you know some brown liquor and they're toasting to him and they 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 put that one glass down there for him i was like oh man this is this is really it man this yeah, is man. this is really it but uh and also i gotta give a shout out because i know probably a lot of people had an issue with this but lashana lynch oh was amazing killed it amazing and i love how there was respect between them two yeah yeah respect it was in her trying to because a lot of times trying to overshadow him oh I, i'm the better bond i'm i'm the real i'm 007 nah bro they the respect was there and oh, the chemistry between them was like i at the end of the day the day i know it's not gonna happen if they decided to continue her i would have been completely like it would have been dope it would have been dope. I'm like, I, I really loved how they handled her character. They gave her just enough in such a respectable, a respectable way. I'm like, in her demeanor, bro, it was so badass. I'm like, man, her character was well written. Like, I, I really enjoyed it because I wasn't. I'm not gonna lie, I wasn't 100 percent sure how I was gonna feel about it uh, coming into it. But like I said, well done, bro. Well, well done. The support characters were fantastic fantastic no i agree because I, I, that was my, my one of my fears like i hope they don't try and make her like be overly badass and then like she mm-hmm. being like disrespectful to james and acting like yes oh you ain't shit nigga like i'm i'm that's, that's me now like i was i was really hoping they weren't gonna go that she just kind of busted his balls like okay if you all right all right but she still gave him that respect knowing that he's like he is who he is at the end of the day so yeah, she she yeah she killed it, man. Her her and even Anna, no excuse me, Anna, even her like little cameo, fire, like, her quirky, funny yo, her character was um great yo. Yeah, her being the newbie on the team, and she's just kind of excited to do everything, and uh, James just being the veteran, kind of like, what the hell are you doing here? Like, that dynamic was just great. Like, uh, and I still love my man. I think it's is his name Felix. That he yes, like. It's funny because he played a small role in all these movies, but he's just a cool motherfucker, man. Like <laughs> he literally was. That, that dude is so cool, bro. Like I, you know, so I, I enjoyed everybody. Uh, Money Penny being Money Penny, um, <laughs> M being M, Q being Q. Everybody just fit fit well in this last send off, man. And I, I I loved it. Okay, so I think we're in agreement here. Yeah. So now, with that being said. I believe I I believe I I just said that Bond's my favorite. Um, I'm mean Bond's my favorite. Not, but see, I'm calling him Bond now. Daniel Craig is my favorite Bond, and agreed. I believe you said the same thing as well, right? Yeah, agree. So with that being said, I think we we have to rank, rank it. It's the end of an era. He gave us five, mostly bangers. Rank them from five to one. Your five favorite one? films? Oh, that's mm-hmm. easy. Number five is Quantum of Solace. Number four is Spectre. Number three is No Time to Die. Number mm. two is Casino Royale, and number one is Skyfall. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, ours is very similar. Five Quantum, um, forgettable. Uh, 
yeah, that's all. I'm not, I'm not going to waste much time with it. Number four is Spectre. I did not hate it as much as people seem to hate it because this film gets a lot of hate. Mm-hmm. Which I, I understand some of the hate, but they act like it's one of the some of the worst things ever. The villain was lackluster, very lackluster. But it follows in line a lot with what they were doing with Skyfall, just not you know executed the, to perfection like Skyfall. And number three is No Time to Die. I love this film, but the top two unbeatable. You can't, you can't un- literally unbeatable. They're not just. The best uh, Bond films, period. They're some of the best action films, period. Yes. And I'm not going to lie. I did miss um, the old M. The banter yeah, between I did. Bond and the old mm-hmm. M. That, that was that was missed, man. Like, I do, Don't get me wrong. The new Bond is cool. Um, I forgot his name. Fines. Um, yeah, he, he, he was great at it. But that other one is... Whew, it, I, I loved it. But nah, this is where we switch. My number two is Skyfall still. Skyfall. Even upon rewatch before I um, went to watch No Time to Die, I did a whole rewatch on it. And Skyfall, I, I love, love Skyfall. Like to me, I was watching Skyfall and it hit me why I love Skyfall so much. Like this is legit a Batman and Joker film. Yeah. Take out take out Bond, put Joe, put Batman, take out um uh, Silva and put mm. in Joker. That's like to a T. I, I really hope someday in the future, Sam Mendes gets to do a Batman film because I think he's going to do the most accurate comic book realistic uh, Batman film would ever have. It's just so... It was done to perfection, man. The perfection style. Cinematography, the action sets, the banter and chemistry between the duality between the villain and the hero it's it, it's 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 really skyfall is really something special mm-hmm. it falls off a little for me in the third act that's why it's not my number one because i i love that home alone you know trap but it's been done so many times mm-hmm. so that that's that's why i feel like it, you could have you could have handled that third act just a smidge better which is not saying much because Casino Royale is my number one because it's the quintessential James Bond film to me. The twist, so many twists and turns in this film. It's 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 smart, eloquent. I got man, Casino Royale is just epic to me, bro, in every fashion of the world. So, yeah, that's my top five. There's no wrong answer. It's not a wrong answer. Always yeah, no, say, definitely. As long definitely. as you got one of those two, you got those two as the top two. I mean. You can't, you can't really go wrong, honestly. Couldn't agree more. So, you know, you mentioned, you know, the you know the Bond films being, specifically Casino Royale being like one of the best action movies, period, right? Mm-hmm. So in modern day action, who who do you have as the best action series? And I'm going to give you choices because, I mean, I think it's pretty clear. It, it, it's, it's the big four. You have... The Bond movies, the Wick movies, the Ethan Hunt movies, aka Mission Impossible, or the Jason Bourne movies. Like, where do you, where do you rank them, and why is the number one pick the number one? Okay, so number four is pretty easy for me. I didn't have to think about this twice. That's uh, Ethan Hunt because if you put really? him in the ring with any four of these, he's done. 
He's wow. Been, like to me, he has the he has the best. He goes on these great missions. So hold on, heavily. Uh huh. So you're talking about the character, or you're talking about the movies? No, the character. Oh, so you so this is just characters you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. I was just talking about the characters. Okay, okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not the film. Oh, if we talking about films, I, huh, we switching it up. Ooh, I'm about to say, nigga. <laughs> nah, chill, yeah, you wildin', bro. Re- relax now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say. I was like, what? Nah, no, what, I'm talking about characters. Period. Like, which okay. one is the you know the best action character? Like, okay, gotcha. Like, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I'm about to say, nigga. Come on, dog. That's why I was struggling uh, when I told you I didn't know which one I wanted to go. It's because of the characters only. Okay, got it, got it, got it, got it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, number four is Hunt. Hunt doesn't stand a chance with uh, any of any of these four. He's <laughs> in these missions, and it's so like group or like he has a group when he's out there. It's yeah. not mostly solo him, but when you have the other three, these dudes are just plopped in the situation most of the time, and they're just told to go. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's why Hunt is number four for me. Number three, mm, I'd give it to Bourne. Mm-hmm. Number no, Bourne because hand-to-hand combat, up close and personal, he's probably watching every last one of them. Because this dude is literally a killing machine. Yeah. Like, there's no ends. It's about it. But the other two, distance. Mm-hmm. Like they they could they could wipe you. They have the whole. They they they're good. They're good enough hand to hand to me, and also they could they could take you out distance. And that's what you need to, in my opinion, to be a full, well-rounded action star. So I have uh, Jason Bourne as at the number three and number two. I'm gonna give it to Wick. Number two mm. is John Wick. I, I struggle with this one. John Wick, because this dude is ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. Like he could, he, he could take you out. Like I said, long range distance, close to close hand to hand combat, and use any weapon in his vicinity to take you out. My man killed a dude with a pencil in the second one. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say, bro. And then the the fight scenes with him and Common in the second one, like yeah, he had a whole organization and city after him and he survived so wick is my number two so now you watch rewatch the movies now you're talking like this wick is ridiculous that's one of my yeah, favorite action franchises bro really and my number one obviously is um james bond and um it's pretty simple to me because he 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 survives the most unsurvivable situations ever in my opinion and he's basically batman and everybody knows Batman will survive anything. He's the quintessential action super like action character in my opinion. Mm. He has it all. He has the gun works. He has the flair. And he has the hand-to-hand com- combat. But it's more in a realistic way. Because he's not out here killing people with pencils and stuff like that. He it's it's more like believable. That's why I have him. And he's also to me. I feel like the way James Bond is designed, he's what every guy wants to be. Mm-hmm. The cool ladies' man, 
that that know, that that has it all. He knows how to fight. He knows how to do this and the third. And I think, um, yeah, I think he's the number one action star in my opinion. What about you? I mean, exact same order. No, no lie. Really? Yeah. Like, like to me, Bond is the quintessential action character. Like that, yes. that, that, that everybody uses as inspiration. Mm-hmm. To me, like even with my, when I write my characters, like I have a super, you know superhero character, and to mm-hmm. me, the aspect of him is kind of Bond esque, even though he's a superhero. Like you know, like I said, you're, you're, you're good looking guy, the ladies like you, but you're kind of low key. You're not super duper flashy in the way that you you know talk or the way that you like do stuff. You you may have flashy items, but you still low key at the same time. Like James Bond don't really say much to anybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, he walk in a room, don't say much, but people notice who he is. Always got the Chris suits on, you know, skilled with, with, with the handwork, the gun action, can shoot, can use any type of weapon, can drive any type of transportation. Um, he He's just one of the people, like, you know, he can do anything. <laughs> like, he's Batman, like you said. Like, yep. he's Batman without the costume. You know, who, James Bond is literally the coolest character, so... I got the exact same thing, and um, I guess I got on the line to see why, you know, they're not up to his his uh his stats. Like I said, Wick was next, and um, Wick is the closest to Bond out of all of them. I agree. So I feel like that speaks in, enough in itself. Um, Born is is another guy that's like you know deadly, just as deadly, probably just as deadly as James Bond. But mm-hmm. I just don't think he's as skilled in other things as Bond is. Mm. And I don't think he has the same type of persona to do things that Bond could do. Like Bond could walk up and you know talk a lady out of some information. <laughs> Bourne can't do that. That's true. I mean, Bourne, Bourne, he ain't like that. And then last, like I said, is Ethan Hunt, who I think is he, he he's he's America's shot at trying to be like Bond, if I'm in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought about it that way. Yes, like like I remember when Bond came out, right? No time to die. I remember I text you. I was like, when Bond drops, it's different. There are other yep. franchises out here that try to do what Bond does. And Mission Impossible is great, love it. Mm-hmm. But it ain't Bond, though. It ain't Bond. It's just not. Love Fallout, but it ain't Skyfall. <laughs> you know what I mean, like it just is what it is. It, it ain't Casino Royale. It is what it is, yeah. bro. You know what I mean? So, that, that that's my ranking for that. Yeah, and also, another like, two more. I want to harp on that. That cool af- aspect is so important. Like, just think about it. In Skyfall, I believe he gets shot while I think he was operating a tractor or whatever. This man hops off on it. I believe it was in a train. And just makes it so fly looking. Just adjusts his jacket with a bullet Ooh. hole on. Like, come on. Like, I'm like, where they do that at, bro? <laughs> What where they do that? You're supposed to be a victim. You just got shot, but you make how you make getting shot look cool. He just a tie in it. Bro, exactly, bro. This is just so much about his character. And also, I think like it's no other choice but Bond to be the like the quintessential, the best modern day action star because he's been doing it for what, 50 years now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that he has longevity like that, and he just keeps getting revamped, revamped. It speaks volumes for it, bro. It it really does. And yeah, I can't speak enough about it. But now, if we we're talking about franchises as a whole, this this might be a different conversation, or it might not be. Who knows? But yeah, 
about Bond is. Yeah, yeah I agree. It, yeah, it would be a different conversation in franchise, but I still think it would. Yeah, it would be different. That'll be. I think that'll be a little tougher for me. Uh, for me, it wouldn't. <laughs> really? Yeah, it, it wouldn't be easy. It wouldn't be tough. Okay. I can spit it to you right now. It would be Bond is number one easily, and then okay. number two would be Mission Impossible. Three mm. is. Wick and then four is, is, is born. Uh, yeah, you know what will fall out? How amazing Fallout was, and actually his last three films have been incredible. Nigga, honestly, if you if you were to sit down and binge all the Mission Impossible's, all of the movies mm-hmm. are really fucking good. Like, yeah, and it all, keeps getting better. Yeah, they're like that doesn't really, happen, bro. Yeah, they're they're all really good, and I just think, you know, Wick's movies are good, but they're not Mission Impossible. Good. No, they, they just—they nah. just not. It's a story aspect. Like as far as Wick goes, he's very surface level. It's yeah. not this grunt. Like that's what separates a Bond—the attempt of actually telling a story for majority of the parts of the films. Mm-hmm. And then Ethan Hunt is just the scope, bro. Like the things that he does are just insane. Yeah. And I don't think a Wick or even a, a Jason Bourne could really mess with those two but yeah i think uh as much as i love the first three jason Bourne films they just i don't know just just don't do it more than the other franchise so i think my order might be the exact same mm-hmm. order for you as you do it though i was a little hesitant because mission impossible coming in hard bro yeah, they, oh, yeah, they yeah. Been, yeah but i think no time to die really cemented um the bond films like they have two spectacular groundbreaking film and then No Time to Die is also great as well so yeah, yeah and, and, and I think, I, I, like, think I agree know, with that Mission Impossible it, it, it's inspired by Bond anyway you know so mm-hmm. I mean that's true it is what it is that is true now mm-hmm. this is uh this is a more recent film in comparison to No Time to Die is there... this is your franchise this is, is your there... character you may not be named Michael, but you might as well be named Michael. Let's go. Halloween Kills just recently dropped. Let's hear that review, bro. Well, I'm going to put this on you because... Oh, I didn't know he was going to do that. You said you didn't know? No, I said I, I knew he was going to do that. You didn't remember. You don't remember doing it. Like, uh, <laughs> because, <laughs> first of all, I'm gonna, where we stand, I think this is probably the first movie that we're kind of on opposite ends on. Because mm-hmm. I loved it. And I know you hated it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Hate, hate is a strong word. Um. Well, yeah, hate is a strong word, but you didn't like it at all. So I mean, if you, if you want to say that to soften a blow. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I want to know, and the only reason I'm flipping it on you is because while I love it, mm-hmm. the the takes that I've seen about it, I can understand. Mm-hmm. That's why I told you I'm not coming here in here to attack, because okay. there's certain things that I'm like, I can see, I can see it, like because it, it's reminiscent of things that I'm like. That's why I want to know what you didn't like about it. So uh, give me your review first, and then I want to just try to provide some. Um, what is it? I just want to provide some perspective. That's all I want. I'm not, I'm not gonna here to tell you like, nigga, you should like this shit, nigga, you should like. That. I, ain't, I ain't here to do that. Um, so. What, what? Give me your thoughts and like you, you know you're, okay. you're, you're this way. Well, let me um uh start off by saying 
Halloween Kills was in my top 10 most anticipated film of the year before it came out. So there's no hate here. But yeah, I was highly disappointed. And especially, um, I like 2018. I was, I, I damn near love 2018. But this film, I did not like the film. No, no, sir. But with that being said, Michael Myers himself was phenomenal. My favorite version of Michael Myers, easily, easily my favorite version I've ever seen. I love the brutal aspect of Michael. Now. If we're talking about the film, I, I I didn't like the film. I didn't like how it was structured. I didn't like how it was shot. And I didn't like the story as a whole. I found, um, you know, the mob aspect, you know, rallying the community together to go against Michael. Mm-hmm. Um, as a whole, the idea, it's a good idea. But I think this film shows you the difference between a director, a real good director, and a serviceable, a serviceable director. He, I, I, I felt like it was handled poorly. The mob aspect was very cheesy, campy, over the top. Like the put the scene in the hospital when they were chasing the um. Oh damn! Spoiler alert. I don't want to uh, say the movies on streaming, bro. Like if you ain't watched yeah, it, you know, it's on theaters, it's on Peacock, and if it's on Peacock, it's on all them bootleg apps that y'all niggas be watching. So <laughs> anime fifty mil. So that's what I'm saying. Like, like I, I be hearing y'all talk about one, two, three, and Flickster and all that. So <laughs> don't try and play stupid with me. Like y'all don't be on them shit. So like if you ain't seen it, come on. Yeah. So all right. So with that being said, like especially like the mob aspect was that. Cause that's the majority of the story I felt was handled extremely poorly. You had the opportunity to really, really show, you know, just Michael, the effect that he has in the community. I could have, you, you had a, it was given to you. You could have handled that so much more gracefully than you did, but instead it was used as your typical, not, not, let me not say typical old school seventies, like, Oh, we got to get this guy, this and that. All, every single character was an over, they were overacting. They were over the top. It was campy. It was, I, I did not like that aspect at all. And I felt like bringing back some of the older characters that survived uh, Michael was just used as a little ploy, a little tool, just just, just, just to get some money. I, I don't think it was really worked out as far as the story goes. There's not one likable character in here besides Michael. I feel like, yeah, besides Michael, I didn't, I didn't care about any single one of them. Some of the important kills, like some people died. I felt absolutely nothing from like, I did not like how the story was structured. Even some of the camera, like he, he decided to zoom in and, and the oddest point, the oddest points of the film, the camera move, everything about this film I, I did not like. I love the score, obviously, because I believe uh, John Car- Carpenter was involved. Is it, was it John Carpenter? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm thinking about somebody else. Damn. Yeah, I'm thinking about what's that saying. Wow. Yeah, John Carpenter, yeah, he was involved in, in scoring the film, so I love the score, but um, story beats did not work for me. The only thing, the saving grace of this film, like I keep saying, is Michael. He was brutal in all the right ways. And there's always something I wanted to know, especially, especially with the 2018 film. 
So Michael, after he kills people, like you see in 2018, he kills the cops, and then the cop car rolls up, and you open the door, you see the head, and you see the light, uh, the flashing light in there, right? I'm like, so you're really telling me, Michael, after he kills people, he takes his time to prop them up, decorate them, and do all this stuff. I'm like, I didn't find it believable. And then they fixed that for me with that one scene after um, he kills the older the older guy and he stabs the the black girl in the neck with the with the light thing, right? Mm-hmm. And then you see him stabbing the old dude over and over. You see the aftermath of the killing. I'm like, okay, so it is believable. I could see that now. I see why. I could see that. Okay, Michael really does. This is the aftermath of a Michael kill, and it also harps into what. I suspected this whole time and they sit in in the film like Michael got locked locked up at like six years old he stew a kid in a man's body mm-hmm. and like scenes like that I I loved it. it it answered a lot of questions that I have and also things I did not like as amazing as the opening sequence looked with them um, spoiler alert again going back to the beginning I believe Halloween one I felt it was so unnecessary and un- like they just used that just to show you that the Harkins guy stopped Michael from um, stopped it from killing Michael. I'm like, I'm not buying it. Uh, I felt it was wasted. And also these characters, the decision making, you have a cop in, in that scene that's chasing Michael. He hears him upstairs and he knows Michael, <clears throat> I guess, stands in a certain area to look out. Instead of being on your guard, you just you decide to sit exactly where Michael stands and get attacks. And you see footprints there. You hear the movements. You're you're like the characters didn't feel like real characters. They felt like um, you know typical you know characters written poorly and stuff like that. But um, and yeah, the, those were my main issues. They felt like character tropes instead of real characters themselves. So those those are my issues with Halloween Kills. Okay, all right. What you guys say? Um, I want to ask you what if you seeing all of that stuff that's bad. What exactly mm-hmm. made you think that I would like that, like this movie? Because um, I I thought you were gonna take it as far as the Michael himself. You get what I'm saying? Like as long as Michael the character is great, which is because. Majority of people, which I understand because I'm like that with some of my favorite films, as long as my main character is doing things that I love, I'm fine with it. Like nobody's going to a for in a Halloween film looking for a story. You get what I'm saying? Like a lot of these Halloween films don't have the best stories, mm-hmm. but yet they're still enjoyable as long as you handle Michael right. And I feel like they handled Michael excellent. So that's why I thought you would like it. Because as far as the story being weak, I didn't think you would really have an issue with the story. But as long as Michael, the, you know, the, the title character is handled properly, that's why I thought you would like it. Hmm. Okay. No, I, I definitely do think Michael was handled correctly. And it's, uh, it's funny because a lot of the things that you didn't like are things that I took differently. And that's why, I'm, and that's why I kind of look at it like when people don't like it. I've seen a lot of people have the same sentiment as you. But mm-hmm. it's like I can understand why, because to me, this movie is all about the perspective you watch it in. Because um, mm-hmm. to me, it's this movie is a lot like Rob Zombie's Halloween Two, 
And that's another movie that's kind of like it's perspective. I can understand why somebody would fucking hate it, <laughs> but I can understand why somebody would actually like it, like me, because of the the ideals that it does present. Even mm-hmm. though the, the the layer of it, the first layer of it, is so extreme in some way that not to say that you know some people don't see what it was trying to do, but it just kind of takes over and kind of. It's it's stronger than what the, the what it's trying to present. Because to me, Halloween Kills, um, for one, I think a lot of the, the, the corny stuff you, you was talking about, I think that was intentional. I think I think they intentionally made mm-hmm. a campy ass movie in the same way like Malignant made a campy ass movie. That's how I looked at it. Because, but sorry to cut you off, but I have to see that that goes to my point exactly. A difference between us, uh, average director and us real great director james wan made the campy into great wow i believe his name is david green or whatever he, he he in my opinion he didn't do a good job but yeah that's what okay if you, if, you, if you could what what makes you like what what, what allows you to decipher it from mm-hmm. when james did it and when david did it because overall as far as it being campy the story structure itself is is amazing like the twist it all adds up and makes sense and they didn't feel like character like just tropes of a character just for, just for the sake of it okay like the, the like the mobs um scene especially how it ended i feel like it kind of proves my point like they were just there they're like cannon fodder like putties of for the um power rangers to kill off like that's what the whole um, mob was just for uh, awesome for just for Michael to go off and kill him at the end. That's their only reason for being. It wasn't really to show the effects of this and that. Because after the dude, you know, d- died, like the 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 um the, the person that they thought was Michael, mm-hmm. um, the dude I forgot his name. Who he played Tommy, right? Is that who he played? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. His response was, "Oh, how do we know that's not Michael?" Mm-hmm. Instead of really reflecting and be like, oh, shit, I fucked up. I shouldn't have done that. His first response is, oh, he's always wearing a mask. How do we? I'm like, that's not if you're really trying to harp on that and you're and that's your real reasoning for this. You would have him say something different, in my opinion. Well, no, I, I agree. That's why I asked you to see how your perspective on it was. And I'm like, and it could be a thing where they didn't make it obvious enough about why that action was there. Mm-hmm. But I think I think. Because to me, the, the the core of the film is about um, trauma and how it affects people. Oh, and, I agree. Definitely. And, and, and why Michael is such a force. Because to me, why I like the movie is you never really, in all of these movies we've seen, you never have really seen how Michael affects people other than Lori. It's always yep, just I like agree. Lori, like, oh, Lori's fucked up because of Michael. <laughs> and you don't really see anybody else in Haddonfield deal with it. And I like the idea of that Michael is a force. He, he like he he's literally the whole reason this is happening. His whole angry mob started mm-hmm. with Michael, and I just know when people are scared and uh, what is it when they're scared, they just do dumb shit. Cause like I mean, mm-hmm. not to speak on you know past life, but I've been places where people be shooting at, and I seen motherfuckers do the dumbest shit ever. Like I see people literally stand and look at the at the gunshots and just frozen. And it just speaks to mm. like how people really act when they're faced with fear 
and the idea that that fear can come to their direction. Because like, well, like I said, if you don't think that, that's cool. And I, I'm not saying you need to think that. I just think mm-hmm. it's all perspective of how you saw the movie. And that's personally how I saw it. It's just this whole town is acting so fucking stupid. They're being so irrational. And they're mm-hmm. willing to do anything just to confront the fear and quote unquote get it out the way. Even if it means chasing a guy that clearly isn't Michael. Clearly, clearly the guy's not Michael. We all know that. And I think that was the point of him being so so damn dumb with that idea. Like, well, 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 we don't we don't know that's him. And it just to me kind of gets a bow tied on it on the end when Michael kills everybody in the street and you hear Lori's montage over that. So but again, like I said, that's not to say that anybody should think that, but that's just my perspective going in on it and that's why I really mm-hmm. like it because it just shines a light on what trauma actually means to people and and you know and people tend to associate trauma with people who dealt with whatever action made that trauma directly like you know mm-hmm. for instance um, the Columbine shooting right mm-hmm people only think about the victims well not because people don't think but I think initially people think about the pe- the victims who got shot or the, or the people who died right mm-hmm. but they don't think about the kid who was on the other side of the school who got out before any of that shit even happened right and it's like you don't think about how that affected that kid too even though he didn't see it he just heard gunshots and ran out and mm-hmm. I think that's why I like the movie and like Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 I feel like that movie's about that, but like I said, he does so much extreme stuff in it that it kind of dilutes what he was trying to do. And uh, right. so for me, it was just kind of a cleaned up version of what the message was in that movie. And that's why I like it. And then, so you got that message along with making, you know, Michael Myers fucking insane, you know. Uh, I call him Michael Wick with the shit he was doing. Like, this nigga stood up and took the fade from everybody. Like, so... That's just where I'm at with it. That's just my perspective, you know. No, I def, uh, I definitely respect that, and I respect it more because of the approach that you took. Because I've seen some people, yeah, if um, people disrespect our favorite movies, we, we we tend to wild out. But you, you're under, like you, you're willing to, I guess, hear the other side and stuff like that. And you didn't just come in here, you know, like, oh, it's my favorite movie. You wildin'. Like, what do you know? You get what, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, so I definitely yeah. respect that. But I also, um, you brought up a point, and I kind of agree with it. But I also, once again, this is my, like, I feel like everything that was put in this movie, if it was, imagine a James Wan, like, I know there's other directors out there that could do it, but we're just on the topic of James Wan. Just imagine James Wan doing it. Like, a little thing like, yeah, okay, um, trauma and stuff like that like it would affect it, would, it, it, it can affect you and make you go crazy right mm-hmm. but would it affect a whole hospital like I saw a whole, all these doctors and stuff running up the stairs chasing them I understand a handful of doctors one or two but the whole that's what made it so unbelievable and campy like everybody grouping together like no there, there would be a duality to it there would be a, this group that doesn't agree with that and maybe this group that disagrees with it okay but the fact that they put everybody just added to the camp and the unbelievable and the over the top of it and also um, when Tommy I believe the cop came in and Tommy you know gave the speech to everybody that was in the waiting room he said one word literally 
and everybody agreed with him. He didn't even he didn't even get his sentence out. I'm like I'm like come on, bro. Like, that's not believable. At least you know get his sentence out, let him know. But 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 you have the whole crowd agreeing with him and going on with it. I don't know. I just no, like I, stuff like that really like, like see, irritated me. Mm-hmm. I see what you're saying with that. Like, and that's why I say it's all perspective because I mean, yeah, that's cause, true. Because you know, like I said, like you are a person that you understand what's trying to be said. Yeah, but it gets taken over the top because it's like you know they push it to the extreme, where it's kind of like because I feel like what you what you kind of wanted is you wanted it to be more balanced in the sense yes. of in the sense of like how. In the Dark Knight, right? Mm-hmm. When you know uh, Harvey Dent is like, you know, doing this podium thing about like trying to trying to tell somebody step up for being a Batman, right? Mm-hmm. And it starts as Harvey Dent talking to the crowd, and then you have like motherfuckers in the crowd saying like things are worse than ever, and it's like yeah, you know, and then it's like uh, no more dead cops, and it's just people kind of just starting to agree with the shit, and right. um, and. But the thing about that scene is you see more of it play. You see it kind of snowball more than you do in Halloween Kills. Right. So that's why I say I understand it because you don't, it's not presented in a fleshed out way. But see me, I'm seeing it like that to where it's kind of like. I see that. I get it. It's not, it's it's definitely, it's definitely over the top for sure. Like a hundred percent sure. Like it's over the top to push that the stigma so that's why I'm like I, I get how somebody wouldn't like it definitely you know because motherfuckers is doing really dumb shit so I understand it but I also understand what they're going for so I think that's why and another reason why I like it too is because I haven't really seen this much um layering applied to any movie in the franchise either I so, agree definitely from that standpoint I'm like I like that they try to do something different as far as giving a message of like the mob mentality and how it can ruin us because to me also, this mob mentality is like a, a, a commentary for like even a cancel culture. You know what I'm saying? Like, as soon as somebody finds one thing, motherfuckers just pow that shit on. Like, yeah, fuck them, fuck them. I'm like, dog, you literally heard a dude with no profile just say that, hey, this dude just smacked a baby, and you running with it. You don't even know, but you willing to just take his word for it and run with it? And that's kind of how I looked at it. Like, where it's like one extreme. If you're in a hyper emotional state, somebody states one little thing that people agree with, and it just takes over. So that's kind of how I look at it. And like I said, I don't expect everyone. I'm, I overthink shit for for whatever reason. So that's just kind of how I see. It. And then what I also like about it is I told you in a text that it made me like 2018 even more. Mm, yep, you did. Oh yeah, elaborate because I don't think you elaborated on it. Yeah, because the 2018 version, right? When I watched it, it's not a bad movie at all. I like, mm. I, I like it. But for me, it felt like the run-of-the-mill Michael Myers movie. Okay. Like, it felt like ground that we've walked already. Mm, and I'm just okay. like, while that's not bad, I just kind of wanted something different with this being the, the 11th film in the franchise. But seeing what Halloween Kills did, that was the purpose. It's like, okay, I'm going give to you, give you the Halloween movie that's really familiar. Michael breaking out, going back to Lori, killing, da, 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 da. I'm going to give you that. And then Kills is like, I'm giving you that, and I'm going to give you the reality of what just happened and what that actually means of him being here and escaping. Mm-hmm. And um, even with the Dr. Sarton thing, it, it you know, I still think it was ridiculous. But I still hate that. Yeah, but just 
you know, Hawkins being like, no, 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 like, he's the reason Mike went on that path to Lori. He didn't, Michael wasn't looking to go that way. He brought him out there and he just walked that way. I was like, okay, okay, okay. Now I'm starting. That was interesting. That was an interesting take that they went with that route. Yeah, and it's like, okay, him saying that automatically made me disconnect. Like, okay, 2018 is strictly canon to the first Halloween. Mm Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't give a fuck about none of them other movies. So all this sister brother shit is not that's not what's going on here. This is something completely mm-hmm. different. And uh yeah, it's just intriguing to me. Halloween kills, you know, trying to figure out what why Michael's even doing this shit and like, you know, that he's on a path to his house and he kills everybody on that path. Him standing in the in the corner of the you know of the house looking out the window. It's just interesting concepts into a, a already built lore that I never really thought about. And that to me was intriguing. So let me stop talking about it. I this movie ever, but, uh, yeah. No, definitely. But, um, yeah, this version of Michael, just absolute angry, brutal. Oh, my God. Yo, I loved it. And I and I heard some people had some issues with the gore. You think this... Bruh, I said the same okay. thing. I, I keep hearing, like, oh, it's gory, it's bloody. I'm literally watching this the whole time. Like, okay. Michael must he must saw somebody in half or some shit like for real is he gutting somebody like where's this coming from and then <laughs> it gets to the end of the movie I'm like nigga what <laughs> like you have movies like Human Centipede The oh. Cell and all of that out but you think this movie is over the top core these kills were I don't think there's one kill in this film that I hated no my favorite kill whew. I don't either Damn, that staircase kill with um the dude, <laughs> bruh. Nigga walked down, bruh. stopped, it casually just twisted. His- <laughs> That's what. Not just that too. Like when he was bashing his head, he stopped after the girl said stop. He looked at him and then continued. I'm like, bro, this Michael is. Oh my god, I love this Michael Myers so fucking much, bro. You have no idea. Perfect, bro. This was Chef Kiss, bro. Of, yeah. of Michael Myers. Yeah. And then um, I love and I really, 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 I'm gonna harp on it because it really bugged me. I'm like, who's gonna kill somebody and then prop him up in that in, in a position? I'm like, I don't believe Michael's really doing it. And then they show you he kills the girl. Or in the middle, killing her, and he brings a body that he killed already, and just stabs it over and over and over and over yeah, that again. That shit was wild. I'm like, I was like, I'm like okay, so that he just I, I believe it exactly. Yeah. He does this. I'm like, bro, I was worried though. I'm not gonna lie, because when they first introduced Michael, and then he comes out to fight the fire, uh, firefighters, I'm like, how the film, how it was shot, how it was looking. I'm like, oh, this feels like an action movie. Mm-hmm. This doesn't feel like a horror movie. I'm like. Uh, I don't know if I'm I ain't gonna like lying, this. nigga. That introduction when he walked out that fire was the hardest shit I ever seen from Michael. I was like, <laughs> no, it was hard, but I'm like, man, this ain't horror. This is not Michael. But and then he started, and then like it felt like it felt like it, it was type of showdown. Listen, if I'm a firefighter, I see a deranged dude with a mask with a fire and a weapon. I'm dropping everything and I'm, Bro, and I'm running. What? I'm jetting. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna. <laughs> You know, get ready to fight, especially if I see him take down one or two already. Oh, I'm gone. Yeah, I'm booking it. I'm in that truck and getting the <laughs> bad. I'm putting sirens on and everything, bro. Uh, yeah. So yeah. So that that's how I feel about uh Halloween Kills. Yeah, Michael was was fantastic. I can't wait. I actually this did not deter me from Halloween ends at all, though. 
like at not remotely as much as i i did not like the movie as a whole i want to see halloween ends because i still have hope like you said this feels very done under nose like it was done on purpose mm-hmm. and me like in 2018 this kind of feels like like um that you, you're not gonna agree with this like in my perspective wonder woman i love 2017 i didn't like 84 but uh I like 2018 of this one, but I didn't like this one. But I'm still excited for Halloween ends, though. So they got Michael right. And to me, that's what it, it's really about, Michael Myers. No, I can see what you mean by that, though. Um, yeah. I, no, I, I see what you mean by that. Only difference is, one of 84 had no redeeming qualities about it, so. Yeah, you're right, because I did not like Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll take that back. <laughs> <laughs> i take that back. I ain't like shit about one. There's nothing in that movie that I'm like, yeah, I can return and watch this. No. At least Calvin oh, Kills man. has like a good a good Michael Myers. Bruh, the kiss Michael I might watch that again tomorrow, bruh. I ain't gonna lie, like I I that that movie is like literally number two for me. Like I have I've seen that movie about three times. Like Yeah, surprising. I, I saw you said that because I because I know you love Malignant and uh Candyman. How surprised. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a Michael Myers stan, so, you know, True. I, I can't help it, man, I'm, I'm a Halloween stan. Bro, this makes me want to see 20, 2009 version of Jason versus this Michael, bro. Oh my god, that would be amazing. I watched it the other day, dog. Oh. That's on uh, HBO Max, right? I was, about to, I was about to pop it in. Yeah, yeah, it's on there. Ooh, bro, that and this Michael, I don't know, I don't know what he is, but he's not human. It's, it's, it's official. And, and speaking right. of Halloween, because you know one thing I do like about the movie too, at the mm-hmm. end when he gets beat down by the mob and he stands up and kills everybody, mm-hmm. I really like how that how, how that shot how, how that was shot, man. It, it felt like something out of like a horror comic book, like the way um, he was killing them people. That's random, but um, yeah. See, I, I was a little different because it's what um. I think we spoke about this too. Like you can't really, really see the kills because they were so zoomed. That's what I'm saying. Like the way he shot it, it was so zoomed in. Oh, you can't see the full kill and stuff like that. I'm like, zoom out some, and this would have been fantastic. See, like, you know what's funny? Great. Usually, I would agree with that because I mm-hmm. do not like when they show, like you know, kind of like off screen. Like you can't really see it because that's one of my mm-hmm. little gripes with Candyman. Is I feel like some of it you should have seen. We should have been able to see it. Right. But. I think, you know, with the entirety of the movie before that point, I think it's pretty clear that like, he he's all the way down to kill motherfuckers in the worst way. So I was kind of like... This dude was angry, bro. I've never seen Michael so pissed. Yeah. And I thought he was mad in um, Halloween, the Rob Zombie's films. <laughs> Whew. Yeah, he was, yeah. He's fucking upset. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, but this was a good convo. Um, yeah, it's good to have two different perspectives um, and, a, you know, a respectable conversation. I like this. Yeah, I told you I told you in a text that I'm not coming with pitchforks and ready to fight. I told you that. Listen, I never know, bro. I'm just I, never, I know respect. you love the movie. I'm like, uh, he coming for my neck. Let me watch out. I had, listen, I had my Kevlar vest on. I'm ready, bro. Nah, nah, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna come back. <laughs> but, uh, All right. Um, <laughs> you know what? Since we talk about Halloween, uh, what are your ranking for the, for the twelve movies? All right, twelve movies is pretty simple. It's a lot. Uh, well, number twelve, it's um, this is not because I hate it. Once again, I still have not seen this movie to this day, 
and that's Halloween three. Oh my god, come on. <laughs> I don't hate it. I can't see, hate something now, I've never now seen. Now I'm about to pitch for out because <laughs> you're wowing right now. I and it's funny. I forgot I didn't see it because we spoke about this last year about how I was supposed to watch it, and I forgot about it until I'm doing my list today. I'm like, oh shit, I forgot to watch this movie. Come on, man. And yep, it's number twelve because I haven't seen it, but you gotta, you gotta uh, watch it. I think I'm gonna fix that soon. I'm definitely gonna fix that it's soon. Perfect time to do it. Give it a watch, man. And uh, number, yeah, I'll probably do that. And number eleven, oh, Rob Zombie two, oh, Rob Zombie two. I mean, Halloween two by Rob Zombie is uh, number eleven. I think I said enough about Rob Zombie. I yeah, think yeah. everybody yeah, knows yeah, how I yeah, feel. Yeah, you said enough. So on to number ten. Halloween uh, Resurrection. Okay. Uh, number nine. Huh? Surprised at that. Why? You thought it would be higher? No, I, I, I thought Halloween would be next. Uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween. Listen, I, I, I'm listen. There's logic behind me. I don't just hate just to hate. Number nine, Halloween five. Really? Okay. Yep. Number eight, Halloween six. Hmm. Number seven, Halloween four. Mm. Uh, you, you're still waiting for Rob Zombie, ain't you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Number six is Halloween Kills. What? I have how I have Rob Zombie's Halloween one higher than Halloween Kills, bro. Damn, really? And yep. And number five is Halloween one. Wow. From Rob Zombie, I think that's bro. You gotta give me my props, bro. That's respectable. Like the the more I rewatch it, I don't hate Halloween one, bro. As it's just Rob Zombie and his Rob Zombieisms. But um, number I I thought that you would have both of those at the the bottom bottom. Nah, I really despise Halloween two. Halloween one, not so much. And uh, number four is uh, H two H two O. Halloween, I really enjoy that one. Okay. Uh, number three. This is where it gets controversial, ladies and gentlemen. You better not. Number three, I have Halloween two. Okay, cool. All right. And number one, number two, I have Halloween nineteen seventy-eight. Whoa, wait, whoa, wait, what, what, whoa, wait a minute, like. I'm joking, bro. I'm joking. <laughs> number oh, two, I got God. Halloween twenty eighteen, bro. It's twenty eighteen. I was about to say you you gotta no, we gotta step into a different circle here. Like <laughs> it's all I did that one on purpose. And Halloween one to no so uh number one is you know Halloween nineteen seventy eight to nobody surprised. It's it, that's a no brainer. Oh, I was about to say you better give me tight. <laughs> I know you, you you got there's a little surprises here. I know you didn't expect to see um Halloween kills that I mean Halloween one from Rob Zombie that high. No, I didn't. That's that's the only one that surprised me. I was really shocked at that. Yep. So, yeah, that's my list. Uh, the 12, what are yours? All right. So, number 12 is Halloween Resurrection. Okay. Number 11 is Halloween 5. Mm. Number 10 is Halloween 6, Curse of Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. Number 9 is Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. Oh, that went up on your list. It did? Yeah, last year you had that at 11. No, you, you had it right before the last one, I believe. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it came up. Um, Number eight is Rob Zombie's Halloween 1. Okay. Number seven is Halloween 3. 
Mm-hmm. Number six is Halloween 2018. Okay. Number five is Halloween 4. H2O at number four. Okay. Halloween Kills at number three. Damn. Halloween 2 at two and, you know, the OG at one number one. Okay. Yeah, a little, a little surprise. I'm surprised. I got a Rob Zombie movie higher rated than yours. I'm not surprised. That's shocking. Because I, I thought you liked um, his first and his, his two movies. Oh, no, I do. But I think... Um, but Kills and, you know, 4 mm-hmm. go before that for sure. And Halloween 3 is when it goes before it too. Okay, bet. Yeah, so, yep, that goes our rankings. Yeah, I like that. Not 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 too far different, I would say. But I definitely got to watch Halloween three though. I gotta get on that. Yeah, you gotta watch that. Like it's 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 it's, it's, uh, it's just something if you, something you gotta watch in, in in the franchise. Death. <clears throat> so done with the movies. We've been about two hours in, so it's time to wrap this thing up. Um, what artists would you like to release an album who hasn't released mm-hmm. one in a while, and it's not Jay Z? And you, you said that specifically because of me, so. Exactly. Just for you. But So that means I could use it. I'm joking. I better say come on. Uh, I'll give you three. Um, one, 50. I haven't heard of 50 album in a while. Mm. That's the bias in me. Uh, number two, a fab album. I haven't heard of fab album in a very long time. Mm. And number one is a, it's pretty similar to me, a three stacks. That's who. That's the album I want to hear. I've been dying to hear a three stack album. I think the world's been dying so, to hear that. Yeah, for real. So yeah, that's uh, pretty simple to me. I didn't pick a uh, Kendrick. We know that's coming. I didn't pick anybody that I felt that was realistically coming, or that I, I picked people I haven't heard albums for in a while or ever. Mm-hmm. So what about yours? Oh man, it was, it was just hard for me. Um, mm-hmm. Just to pick one because it's kind of like I always wanted the Lloyd Banks project, but he dropped one this year. So exactly my point, exactly. <laughs> yep. Um, and I, I kind of want. I, 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 I think it's safe to say I, I would say a push album is what I want. But he dropping one this year, I think. Oh, he is. Yeah, that's why I didn't put him in there. Okay. Because well, um, it was a Pop Smoke um album. He said that um, the hottest album out is Tyler uh, the Creator until I drop mines or something like that. Okay, well, I'll take him off the list. Um, if I had to choose one other person, that's tough, huh? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, I, I would go with Three Stacks too because I would mm-hmm. want to see what he does with a solo album. Because while I think you know Three Stacks is great, I've been seeing people put him on like a top MCs list, and I'm just kind of like. Well, we need an album to figure that out first. Exactly. Like you can't, y'all can't just run around saying he's top five and he hasn't even put a solo album. I'm sorry, it don't work that way. It just no. Mm. I'm not, I'm not better buy that because it's a whole lot different rapping with somebody than by yourself. So it would it would be him more so to prove that he is the MC that I I I, I, I um imagine that he is. Okay. All right. Nah, definitely. So we're we're pretty much kind of in agreement. Yeah, three stacks. Hopefully it happens. I highly doubt it because he ain't doing that shit. Yeah, he ain't he ain't dropping anytime soon. <laughs> All right, so the next one. 
which rappers, rich rapper or rappers, have the best flows in the game? Best flow in the game? Um, mm-hmm. I would say for me personally, mm-hmm. I'm gonna roll with Black Thought. That's to me, like, because mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm 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 trying to stay away from the the cheat mode and say Jay Z because. I feel like Jay Z is kind of a cheat code for anything, so I didn't want to use him. Mm-hmm. So I'm a, I'm, a, I'm gonna go Black Thought. Like, yeah, that's that's what I'm over with. Okay. Yeah, this 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 was the one that was um tough for me. So I I, I gave like a, a wait a minute. Uh huh. This is plural rappers. You said either or rapper or rappers. So you could pick oh, if you shit. want one or um, more. I will pick a, another one. I think is um being a butcher. Yep, that's one of mine. Um, he'd be floating over them damn beats, man. Uh, mm-hmm. Benny, I'll say... I'm, ex- I'm excluding the legend, so I'm not saying Lil Wayne. No, no, I'm trying to exclude mm-hmm. people like that. Uh, I think... I think Cole's up there. Mm-hmm. Kendrick is definitely up there. Yep. I, I think Kendrick's style is, is literally like... Created from the flow. I agree. Um, Schoolboy got a flow out his ass too, boy. Flow is stupid. Yes, yeah, so I, I say Schoolboy. Um, and uh, that's about. I mentioned Rock too. Mm, God damn, bro! You got you looking at my list right now. No, it's just people I'm thinking about, like who I'm like, because you know when you hear somebody with a good flow, they just kind of catch you, and you just be like, mm. yep. like you know, they, they found a the pocket, you know, because like because like some of them guys ain't like Schoolboy's not lyrical, but nah, but when he catches that pocket, it's just like, ooh, tap dancing on that. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I'm gonna say them. That's that's what I got. Okay, yeah. So pretty much agree with all you said. Um. Cole, Kendrick, uh, Schoolboy had that, J-Rock. Um, I also had ASAP, ASAP Rocking. Okay, I love his flow. Yeah, um, definitely. Uh, that's where it gets a little difficult. Difficult, difficult, difficult. I'd probably say... Hmm, I love the game's flow, but is that cheating? Is it the game? Yeah, because he's been on for a minute. No, no, he's not. He's not cheating. All right, so I put game on there, and I remember I told you one <laughs> that'll completely mess you up. You gonna say you, 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 you gonna say little baby? Nah. Okay. Jack Jack Harlem. That's not surprising. Really, bro? I, on the last podcast, I was just talking to you about hometown hero and how he how he rode the beat ill. Yeah, but I thought it was just like one joint. I didn't think you would really think his flow was nice like that, really. No, I text you when I, when I listened to his album. Remember, I was like, yo, his album is actually all right. Oh, shit, you did say that. Yeah, bro, his flow, like artists bro, like that that don't, that, huh? His flow on that, his single was fucking nuts. Like, uh, uh Ty, Tyler Hero? Not that one. I, I, I didn't hear that one until after. What's the joint that blew up? What's popping? Oh, brand new. Yeah, yeah, like his, his flow on that shit is insane. I mean, when I first heard that, I was like, stupid, bro. I love it. I was I like, damn, who's this flow. kid flowing like that? Like, damn, I was getting, I was, I thought he was about to crucify me. Man, that kid can rap. He, 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 he can, he, he can rap, dog. Like, all right, then. Oh, 
Royce. I love Royce's flow. Royce the five nine. I love his flow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Royce got a flow. I, I think I'd be so infatuated with his other abilities that I don't even think about that. You right though. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the baby. I can't put. I can't put the baby. I can't put uh, low baby because their flows are too redundant, bro. It's the same shit <laughs> over and over. At least like. Even the Jack, like, he sounds different. I've heard him in, like, different songs sounding different. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. why, that well, that's what, to me, makes a good flow, not sounding the same. And, um, yeah, it, Drake Drake has a great flow, like, in my opinion. No, he does. He has. He does. He, he definitely. Because his flow, I still one of, love mm-hmm. his flow on, um, his flow on Free Smoke is incredible. Um, nah, my favorite flow from, uh, Free Smoke, he murdered it, but Pound Cake, bro. Him and Hove. Over uh, uh, Lord knows. Oh shit! You're right. Ooh, he was talking that. Ooh, he was talking that shit. Man, <laughs> my brother. Till I be the greatest, my brother Wayne. That forever. I'm a mixture of something solely. Man, he's going in. And um, before he died, <clears throat> I would have had Nipsey on here. Yeah, his he has Yeah, yeah. Yeah, his flow was R.I.P. But was re- that was ridiculous. Yeah, and um, oh Pusha. Yeah, I'm just naming everybody, huh? Let me just stop. You really are, like. Yeah, let me just stop. Yeah, but yeah. So if I'm gonna narrow it down, I'm gonna put a uh, little Dicky game. Um, Lil Dicky. Shit. What <laughs> the fuck is he talking? About? My fault. Wrong, wrong rapper. Um, Jack. <laughs> Damn. Oh, y'all look alike. I didn't say that. <laughs> you about to get me canceled. Oh, man. Um, ASAP, um, Jack, <laughs> Game, and uh, yeah, I'm done, bro. That's it. Um, yeah. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> he said, look. And I wouldn't, even have, I wouldn't even have caught that if you ain't saying nothing. I was like, he said, a little dicky? Like, oh, man, that's funny. Oh, y'all look alike. Um, Oh my god. So we speaking about hot flows. Who do you think had the hottest run in the game? Oh, that's easy for me. That's a no brainer. Uh let me I lied. I lied. It it, it, it is a it, it's more of a conversation. But for me, it's more of a ge- geographical where I'm at and stuff like that. So I know we're gonna say mm, mm, go. Exactly. Go, go go Exactly. Bro, from not even old it started before through before um Gary Tadacha. If anybody doesn't know what I'm talking about, fifty. His run from like I say maybe 01 because the mixtape and the build up to 03 and then he carried it for I say because Wayne because Wayne is what really people want to give credit to Kanye to but Wayne was also hot so I say probably like from 01 to 06 that six year run anything 50 touched was lava mm-hmm. absolute lava and me being from here there's not a corner of the street I would walk by that you don't you did not hear 50 to the point bro I had teachers reciting 50 cent lyrics bro while I'm in class teachers dog like a teacher son and me talk about man you ain't hear the new album yet like, you ain't a real 50 like come on bro and mind you I think what I was in 6th grade back then and I'm getting sunned by a teacher for not listening to bro 50 like when I've never been around an environment like when a rat like 
you would think you would think I say a Jay Z because Jay like Jay Z's run is just consistent. Like he's just been consistently great, but he has not been as hot as a fifty was for those six years, bro. So for me, it was it's it's ridiculous, bro. And I, I say fifty for me had the biggest run, and maybe a close second is probably Wayne for me. What about you? Hey, fifty two. Oh, okay. And this is coming from a dude, you know, raised in the South. Yeah, that says a lot. Mm-hmm. 50, I mean, 50 was like, phew. I mean, there was a point in time, like, he was the only New York rapper they was even playing down here. Like, uh, mm-hmm. like, like just random people. Like, I didn't know that. Yeah, because, I mean, I used to listen to, you know, I used to listen to D-Block, Dipset. Dipset finally got some traction in the South, like, a little bit later. But I used to be listening to Dipset, Fab, Cassidy, all of that kind of stuff. But 50 was the one that everybody knew. Like, they know about uh, Give It To Die Trying was in everybody's tape set. Like, man. And from that point on, it just was like, everybody knew 50. And then introducing the squad, like, phew, like no era's ever going to be like that again. Um, it's this sense of danger, but he also can make great songs that you can sing along to. Yes. Uh, and then, you know, he had the... He had the street shit that you can you could be make as an anthem like Many Men, and mm. then he had Eminem co-signing him, who he got signed to his label, and like yeah, it was just the biggest thing, you know. Give it to Dutch Ryan, and then you know, Fifty was a, it was it was like a legend, you know. It's the guy that got shot nine times and turned his life around, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like yep. made people be <coughs> like, but shit, if he could turn that around, then shit, we can too. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, fit fifty undeniable. I mean, like I said, give it to Dot Ryan, um, the massacre. Um, before I self destruct. Before self destruct, Curtis. Yep, um, and his mixtapes too. The I'm Big saying, Ten. The Big Ten. Hell, the start of Junior Radio. Yes. Like Beg for Mercy. Junior Radio had like twenty tapes. Like, come on. Freestyle. Like hell, fifty. Single-handedly changed the mixtape game in general. This is facts. Doing remix to songs, I don't remember anybody doing that before him. Yep. Like he's Wayne followed right after. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, me even to, to to that though, I don't even think Wayne mixtape one was like Fifty because you know Wayne no, no, no. tore niggas beats up for sure. But Fifty was taking people's songs that were already created and remixing the hook to make it his own song. Getting played on the radio like it's a single. Like, like there are some fifty slash G unit songs that I know that version more than I do the real version. <laughs> right. Like G unit in the house. What nigga? What? Like that's somebody else's song. That's not. That's not originally his song. Yep. Um, I'm so sorry. Make this one. No, like, like all these records are somebody else's songs. Or oh, my favorite one, G unit soldiers. Ride out. Like, that's a Cameron beat. Yep. And I didn't learn that till later, but they were so good at doing it. 50 was so good at like stamping his name and you know the squad onto records that is legendary. Mm. So 50, without a doubt, easily. Yeah, I agree. And um, that speaks volumes. You got uh, kids today, um, before Pop Smoke R.I.P. 20 years old, saying that 50 is one of his influences, and why 50 ain't dropped a real album in like 10 years or something like that, like off the strength of an album that you dropped in 2003 and 
between 2003 and 2007, that speaks volumes, bro. Like, usually, like, artists like that are, they're, like, really for, forgotten. And you have young dudes coming in the game. Schoolboy Q, when he first was big enough 50 and stuff like that. Like, that's a West Coast artist bigging up an East Coast artist. So, yeah, that, that really? show. Shoot, before I self-destructs, that album is still hard as hell. Yes. Not too many people talk about it. They like got one good hum. Red rum. Nigga, it's red mm. rum when I swing my gun. Nigga, you better run when I... Man. Like, my nigga, you know what song is hard as a motherfucker that I used to play back and forth? Mine was so disrespectful. That, that's hard, too. Um... I used to like So Disrespectful, Crime Wave was my junk too. Yes. And, um, but my favorite on the album, these niggas ain't strong enough. They money ain't long enough. Niggas walk up on me. They when they gun do bucks. When paper See, ain't gone, we trust. That again, bro. God damn. Nigga, that, that, that think, beat. That was my junior year. That is Junior or senior year in high school. That's literally one of the hardest beats I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Like, I'm what you say? I'm grimy like a I'm I'm um I'm I'm pretty like a Harlem nigga. I'm a shooter like a Brooklyn nigga. South side don't get no bigger. Mm. Tough talk. Blue Yankees cat back, fucking around, get clapped at man. Mm. I love love 50 man. Yeah, bro, that tough talking he was really about it. Nowadays you get tough talking, you know they you know, you get your Satoshis. You know, oh, I'll leave it at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alright, so this one is a big hitter for this section. Two huge albums dropped that we didn't really get to talk about. CLB Certified Lover Boy and Donda. <laughs> you know, which out of the two, I already know your answer. I just wanted to put it on wax. Is better. Uh, I'm not gonna say better because like it's in the eye of the beholder. I was it's in the ear of the listener. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, Donda, I just okay. think that from a creative standpoint, it's just better. Um, I, I can hear the creativity and the yearning for making something um, mm-hmm. different and what was special to you know as an experience when I hear Donda than when I hear Certified Lover Boy. Okay. Super Love Boy's not a bad album at all. I don't think it's terrible. I don't think it's trash or whatever. But it's just, to me, it's just more of Drake doing what he always does. And to some, that may be cool. You know, that's, that's enough. But, uh, you know, I, I just would like to see more creativity, you know, especially from Drake's earlier days when he used to really rap rap. I would like to see just more creativity. So, for like I said, COB has some bangers on it, you know. I mean, the whole world is playing too sexy for my shirt. So, you know. <laughs> he has some shit on it. I mean, never, Drake always gonna have some banger that's gonna take over. But to me, the lasting imprint that you know in, in a year, I think will be Donda. Even if it's just one record, you know, I just think Kanye has that artistic flair about his more so than Drake. Okay. I already know where you stand. Huh? Where, where, where you at? Yeah, so it's no secret, you know where I stand. It's a uh, CLB for me, and um, because I've been overly, overly, overly critical of Drake and his past projects, and uh, I'm not saying this is his best album, but there's nowhere remotely close near his best album. 
but it's better than his last two because I was not a fan of Scorpion and um, Views. So, um, yeah, so those two were a big letdown, and I feel like this is possibly his best album. His best album since I'm trying to think. Um, if you're reading this, it's too late, so I'll put it like probably at the number four slot for me. And it's only because it's more it's consistent. There's a actual consistent flow to it. He's just not putting random joints here, random joints there. And um, there's, I feel like there's more of a temp to somewhat rap, especially in the opening track. And um, and in uh, a few tracks sprinkled in where Donda, to me, the replayability is not that high because of the part twos and stuff like that. Yeah, I agree. And um, yeah, I, I, I can't do it. It's overly long. This would definitely be a better album if it, all of those part twos were taken out and some extra filler songs were removed. But um, I felt like the features carried uh, Kanye mm-hmm. more than anything. And, uh, you know, yeah, that's about it. Uh, don't get me wrong. I didn't hate Donda at all. Donda, both of these tracks uh, are good. One I just like better than more. It's, it's the best Drake for me that I've heard in a while. Because, um, you know, I do feel like Drake is in a di- decline. He's been in the decline overall as far as music goes. But this is the best that I've heard. And, um, yeah, Kanye is, you know. Yeah, Donda was, I was expecting more from it. You know, it had some, it had, I think uh, I was talking to Agent. Agent said that it, Donda has higher highs than um, than Certified Lover Boy does, but Certified Lover Boy is just more consistent. So, yeah. You know, that's, that's exactly part. how I would put it to you. That's, that's right. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, that is it. That's how I feel. So, two differing. I was thinking about doing, um, you know, like, like how we did the court thing with the movies. I we did the BVS versus, I believe, I forgot what it was, Winter Soldiers. I was yeah. mm-hmm. doing that with this film. I'm like, ah, do I really want to do that? Defense sort of fight over boy like that. <laughs> So, yeah. No, we should do it with like classic albums. That, that like exactly classic albums. Cause I got one. I had this one since before we started this podcast. Let I'm me let you know about it off air. No, let me hear it, man. So, so people can look forward to it. What you, what you talking about? Yeah, Cause I don't know if it's gonna um the first two Eminem albums, uh, Marshall Matter LP and the Slim Shady LP. Ooh. Yeah, bro. Which one do you like more? Marshall Mathers. See, and I like Slim Shady LP more. Mind you, Marshall Matters, both are fire, bro. Absolute flames. But I feel like Slim Shady LP gets um, slept on too much. Well, let me see. Slim Shady LP. That's, that's the one where he's on the bridge with, with, over the moon, right? That, that, that's the cover? Yeah. And the other one is um, when he's in the house. And yeah, yeah. I think... See, Marshall Mathers LP was the one that like stuck with me, stuck with me, mm. because I feel like, cause, but I see why you like Slim Shady LP though, because that that sounds a lot more East Coast. Yeah, nah, damn, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, like a lot of them beats sound like East Coast shit, so yeah. I, guess I can understand how that one is. You know, you prefer that one more than. Um... But don't get me wrong though, Marshall Mathers LP is f- uh, whew, beyond fire, bro. But I feel like that. Um, that would be a, a possible, you know, good uh, versus battle or court, whatever we do one day, possibly. Uh, see, it would be. I don't know Slim Shady LP like the back of my hand enough to mm, to really um, to really get delve deep into it. 
Cause I ain't I didn't listen to that one too much. It was just the El- Marshall Mathers was just like I me mean, going to school every single day with a Walkman, just like memorizing the lyrics, man. Like, yeah, that's how both of those were for me, man. I swear, yo, I swear, Eminem, like people that are listening to Eminem nowadays, I feel sorry for you because you you missed out on some oh real heat. Like nigga, his verse on "Remember Me" is one of my favorite shits ever. Mm. I do this. That dude has skills. <laughs> when, I go, when I die, I'm going to go out the club shooting. <laughs> when I go out, I'm going to go out shooting. I don't mean when I die. I mean when I go to the club, stupid. <laughs> I promise the fucking oh, critics man. I wouldn't say fuck for six minutes. Six minutes. Slim your arm. My baby mom. Bitch made me an angry blow, so I make these songs, man. He was fucking <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah, this dude was... Mm. Is she more much? Yeah. Should we say is she on as much dope as you say she's on? I was like, damn, this kid. <laughs> oh shit. Well, yeah. So that. So we'll come out with a possible uh, one to do for a court battle. It's gonna be something. It's gotta be something we're both passionate about, though. Yeah, like we gotta do like a Fab album versus Banks album. Or... Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Damn. Ooh, that's a tough one. Hunger for more versus real talk in New York. Nah, ain't, ain't nothing being hunger for more, bro. <laughs> yeah, we, we're gonna dead that right there. Fab don't got anything in his um <laughs> nothing in his arsenal that's that's topping hunger for more. That's bro. the problem with Fab, man. He don't none of his albums are like top tier. Like he's a mixtape artist, bro. Yeah, like that's got, what kills yeah, me. He got albums with good joints on them, but he ain't got nothing that's just like solidif- solidified. Like, oh, this is a banger. Yep. I agree a thousand percent. But mixtape wise, though, whew. Well, we can do see, that. Now, we can do that ooh, too. That would be okay. See, I think I'm taking Fab, bro. What, what mixtape? Oh, um, uh, there is no competition. Three, I believe it is, or the show tape, either or. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Ooh, that, that might be a good one. Because mm. Banks got some heaters too. I, I, we could do Soul Tape versus the Banks work, uh, money, more money, money in the Bank Part Four. See, now, now we talking. Yeah, Money in the Bank Part Four versus Soul Tape. Now we talking. But those two heavy headers right there. Ooh, that Soul Tape got some shit on it, man. Damn. Yes, it do. Yes, it do. But oh, <laughs> damn. We're just chopping it up. We forgot to close off the podcast. You're right. Let's just go ahead and do that. We've been talking for two and a half hours. I know you're ready to get the hell out of here. So, For real. <clears throat> so, um, as we always do, um, mm. what's been in the listening rotation for you? Yeah, um, I haven't been listening to a lot. I've been, I've been more movies and um, anime watching, bro. I've been on my move. I'm trying to earn back that film fiend title that I gracefully, you know, put upon myself. So you know, I think I think I did pretty good this year. But as far as um, music, um, the only thing that I've listened to that's worth speaking about is uh, your favorite rapper, Meek Mill's "Expensive Pain." What is that? His latest album that he, he dropped, like October first. He, he put an album out. <laughs> you didn't know about it? No. Damn, I'm, I was one, bro. I was waiting for a text from you any day. Now I'm surprised. I no, that makes sense. I dead ass had no idea. Yeah, he dropped um, and he mad too because I guess they didn't make the uh, amount that he wanted. He's 
he told Billboard he wants him to take him off Billboard. He don't want to be associated with them no more. Uh, that's 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 funny. But yeah, um, I didn't know. Right that is. Yeah, it dropped uh, October first. Expensive pain, and um, it's all right. Uh, yeah, he's it, it's all right. It's not it's not good nor bad. I've only listened to it once because I didn't have a desire to go back and listen to it. Damn. When I first heard it, I hated it with a passion. And then, like, here and there, a few um, single, like, you know, loose leaves, I, I re- reheard it and it sounded a little better. So maybe I was overly critical with it. But um, his flow, he's, he's experimenting a lot with his flow pattern. He, bro, he sounded like young MA, young mom for, for the first six of his song, bro. Like what? I'm like, what is this? Like his flow patterns, how what he's speaking about. I'm like, bro, this is. I know not some people listen to Young Ma, but it, it was exactly like her flow. So that took me off um, a little bit. But you know, he had that fire, and he he's known more. He's more. It's more of a gimmick to me with his albums now. He just works, concentrates so hard on the fire intro, mm-hmm. and um, and with dope sampling, and he he didn't disappoint at that. But you know. It's not bad. It's decent music. I'll have to listen to it again. I'll probably listen to it again before the ne- next podcast and give a real review. But um, I would definitely not recommend it to you, not even remotely. So, uh, yeah, it was it, it was all right. It's yeah, that's why there's a reason you didn't hear about it. I'm about to say, I dead ass did not know that that I came. It's like 16, 18 songs. Niggas gotta um, stop with that shit, man. Like, I don't understand the long songs, bro. I'm nobody trying to sit around and listen to 20 songs. Like, I'm just nobody trying to do Yeah. At all. So, yeah, that's the only one I listen to, Meek Mill's Expensive Pain. And uh, out of 10, I'd probably give it a 6. Mm-hmm. 6 out of 10. So. And that's coming from me, you know. I, I've been defending Meek from, your, from you all year. But, yeah, you know, it is what it is. What about you? What have you listened to? Uh, I've been listening to the '90s rap, man. Honestly, mm-hmm. <clears throat> listening to a lot of Cypress Hill, okay. um, Tropical Quest, um, House of Pain too. Mm-hmm. Um, little Busta Rhymes here and there. Like I said, just just '90s hip hop, little Beastie Boys. Because still writing a script, and in my head, the movie takes place in the '90s. Mm, so that music okay, is just, that makes sense. so I'm just my music is just really literally been on repeat as I'm writing just because to keep me in that mindset. Yeah, I was gonna ask you what brought that on, but now now it makes sense. Yeah, every time I write a script, there'd be like a, a specific sound that goes with it. Mm, so okay. so for this one, it's just been like '90s hip hop. Okay, Def. Yeah, I could. Uh, you named off all classics, in my opinion. So no new joints you listen to? I, I did listen to um, Loot's album, and it's, it's pretty good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I it's, forgot about it's, that. It's, it's pretty good, but I just I listened to it one time, and I liked it, but I haven't revisited it because I'm still stuck in this mode. I'm trying to get the script done before the mm. year is over, so I'm trying to like keep tunnel vision on getting that out of the way. Okay. So would you recommend it? The Loot album? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Peep that, yeah. Right, it, it reminds me of like some old Outcast type type music. Ooh, okay. Like the '90s Outcast. Dope. All right. Definitely. So, with that being said, <clears throat> we asked what you listen to. Now you, we know you watch, <laughs> you you watch movies, bro. So what have you watched <laughs> recently? <laughs> um, 
What have I watched recently? Um, earlier today, I watched the, 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 the Slumber Party uh, remake. It's a okay. horror movie, an uh, 80s horror movie that's a remake. Um, uh, let me look at my, my app because I forgot what I watched yesterday. I know I watched Halloween Kills again. Yep, I watched Halloween Kills Saturday. Mm-hmm. Hell, Saturday and Friday I watched Halloween Kills. Then for you know, the day before I watched Halloween 2018, I watched Trick or Treat, which is a movie that I recommend everybody watch this month. It's on HBO Max for free. If it's, if you can't find it on there, there's other ways to find it, and you know what I mean. But you need to watch this movie this month. Um, watch Michael Myers, uh, The Curse of Michael Myers, which is Halloween Six, and. I watched all of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies too, mm. which is something I want to discuss on the Halloween special. So I'm not going to keep talking. Yes, sir. So that's that. Have you ever seen uh, Ouija: The Origin of Evil? Oh, I seen there, there's two of these, right? There's one that's just Ouija, and then there's the, this, this one. The all right, one. so I've only seen the first one, and I heard the second one is fire. I need to watch it, nigga. Yeah, all, all I'm going to say is it's directed uh-huh. by Mike Flanagan. So, a word. That's all you need to know. Ooh, and I've seen almost all of his films. Yeah, that that one okay. is, is wild. Say less. And um, last one before I go through my whole catalog, Blade Two, which is still what is it? I I can't hear you. Blade Two. Oh, Blade Two. Okay. Which is fantastic still to this day. And of course. Ages like fine wine. Yes, it does. Load hammers. <laughs> so that's it for me. That's it. All right. So on to me. I watched quite a few. I think I seen like eight eight movies in theaters already in October. So God damn. not bad. Yeah, you know, I'm out here uh, ducking and moving. But um, as far as uh, TV side of things, I fell for the hype. I watched uh, Squid Games. I don't know if you've watched it. No, I haven't yet. It's it's fantastic, bro. Really? Oh my okay. God. The concept, bro. The concept is. Oh. Mind you, I watch a lot of Korean uh, movies and stuff like that, so I I've come to expect because they have a certain way of 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 doing their stuff. So I I was expecting that. Let's just say the gore level was there, so I was expecting that. But <laughs> um, the storytelling is what got me, bro. It wasn't just gore 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 it was a real attempt of really filling out these characters and making them feel like real characters with you know fantastic backstories mm-hmm. so i definitely recommend squid games it's not just hype because a lot of these things on netflix that you know get blown out are usually hyped that's so, why yeah, i haven't checked it games. out yeah i was like that too but i mean like you know what let me just give it a chance i watched that i just watched season three of you I don't know if you ever watched you. Yeah, I, I'm, I've seen the first two seasons, and I'm, I'm gonna watch the third season probably. Are you a fan? Of yeah, you? huge fan. Bruh, this season, I love, I love this series already, but this season is my favorite season, bro. Holy crap! Yeah, don't, don't say nothing. I'm not gonna say a word. Yeah, I was about to say I'm not gonna say a word. Because I'm, I'm saving it. it, I'm saving it for next month to watch. 
that me and my wife watched we buckered down and we finished all in like a day and a half bro we was hooked yeah that's what we're gonna do uh, once halloween season is over with in november we're gonna, we gonna watch it that oh, stay away from spoilers and i ain't gonna i ain't gonna tell you a word i'm gonna let you enjoy it and um so to pre-game for this movie uh it's called what was it blah, 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 where is it i just have my list out oh the many saints in new york in newark which is you know <laughs> jersey and it's off based off sopranos and i've never seen the sopranos before i don't know if i've ever said that before so i decided to you know i have hbo max i binge watched the sopranos beforehand so i could actually watch this film and see what it's about and i came to the conclusion after watching this end of film i am not a sopranos guy at all <laughs> this show is beyond overhyped for me and um, I, I, I've heard about it when it was coming out. You know, like I said, I'm from New Jersey and this show is based in New Jersey. And that was the best, the coolest thing about it. Because I've never seen, because I watch a, a lot of these things that usually you see New York, LA, Atlanta, stuff like that. But seeing Jersey and like, and it was so accurate to like, like the places. I'm like, oh, I've been there. Oh, I know this place. Oh, this is really this and that. So seeing six seasons of like where I'm living now, it, 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 it was it was kind of cool. But as far as the story, it was you know, it was overhyped. Uh, minus. So you've been you know, six few. seasons in a month. Yep, it, it was it was actually shorter than a month because I started it uh, two weeks before the movie came out. Jesus Christ. Yeah, bro. I binge. It's like when I'm working on my stuff, I just have it playing and and yeah. But I've been six months. That's six months. I've been six seasons, and uh, besides some stellar, you know, standout moments as a whole, I I wasn't a fan of Sopranos. I didn't like the structure, and I, I've seen a lot of these. You know, Martin Scorsese is my fa- one of my favorite directors of all time. But to say I've seen a lot of you know mobster X films and TV shows like that, this one was lacking. Mm. So maybe if I watched it back then before seeing all these other stuff it would have hit different so yeah i'm spending a little too much time with sopranos but um <laughs> uh i saw venom let there be carnage oh yeah so uh, yeah it was it was cute cute um um film it, it it didn't blow my socks off um i loved carnage for the most part but uh yeah it wasn't bad i liked it a, a little better than the first one but you know these two films, the Venom franchise, it is what it is at this point. For you either real. love it or you hate it, and you know, and some, and I like it for the most part. It, it, it's it's not gonna do anything for the genre as a whole. It's just you know, fun popcorn movies, mm-hmm. and it's definitely that. Now, I watched a movie. The first time in my life, I watched a movie that I did not know how to review. I've been stumped. I don't even know if I should recommend it to you. Maybe not. It's one of the wildest movies I've ever seen in my life. It's this French movie called Titan, Titan. I don't even know how to pronounce it. Where a girl has sex with a car? Is that the one? There you go. <laughs> that, that's what you would think you'd get it. Even that is confusing in itself, bro. But with that being said, this movie is re- it's, 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 it's real good. It's good, but I still don't know what I watch. I just leave it at that. I can't explain it. Uh, I can't review this movie. I just tell you it's an experience that you should definitely experience for yourself if you love film. And, you know, it starts off as one film, 
and you think you know where it's going and it when i tell you it does a complete 180 that's an understatement <laughs> yeah so there's that i've i'm, I'm sorry i've never been stumped at i'm like because me when i go into movies just because you know i always put in the mind all right so how do i review this and i'm um, you know and I put myself and I'm paying attention to, on the structure and everything. I tried, bro, and I and I and I couldn't with this film. But um, yeah, with that being said, though, it's very it, it's worth a watch. I'll say that it's I've seen some people had it their favorite of the year, and I could understand that. But it's not my favorite of the year. But I could definitely understand that. Dang, favorite of the year? Yeah, yeah I've seen a lot of people say that. But I definitely recommend it, though. It's just hard to explain, but it's a good watch. Oh. Um, obviously, no time to die. I saw that, and Halloween kills and stuff like that. So yeah, that's pretty much it. Bet, bet, oh, bet. I saw um, recently uh, Clint Eastwood's uh, movie on HBO Max, Cry Macho. I don't know why. And, you're um, that. One half of that title is correct. Cry because I cried in boredom watching this film. I don't know what the hell you saying. It, it, it was horrible, bro. It, it went absolutely nowhere. It's, I've never seen the most pointless film in my life. I mean, I could have told you that. Yeah, he's long in the tooth, bro. It's time for him. Like, Clint, you did great for the business, directing and acting-wise, but, yeah, it's time to hang it up, bro. <laughs> yeah, but so that's pretty much it. I have some others, but, you know, I, I, I can't remember it. Well, before we get out of here, what I can say is tomorrow I get to see Doom. Early. Yeah, rub it in, bro. Rub it in. So by the time you're hearing this, folks out there, I didn't see the movie. You hear me? Rub it in on the Tuesday before the Friday it comes out. You hear me? Lucky you, bro. Cinema. You know what? I hope when you go watch it, there's an accident and they accidentally play Cats instead of um, Doom for you. Well, they do that. I'll just come home and watch it on. Um... <laughs> it is. That's right. That's true. It is leak. But damn, bro, enjoy it though. Lucky you, bro. I I got to Thursday till I watch it, and I'm ready. I'm ready to be a a, bo- a born again virgin, bro. After I'm um, watching Doom, that's my goal. So hopefully that happens. Yeah, I think it will. Yeah. Well, that's another one in the bag. Episode twenty three. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed it. Because uh, I know I had a blast. Oh, yeah. Like always. Definitely. And um, like we do with every episode, everybody stay safe. And, um, yeah, keep enjoying music and film like we do. And we'll be back for episode 24. Yes, sir. And before and, we um, get out of here, mm-hmm. uh, got to wish you a happy birthday, bro. Everybody, I <laughs> wish my man a happy birthday. Tomorrow is his birthday. So by the time you hear this, I don't know when it is. It's either going to be his birthday or it's going to be afterwards. So if you hear this comment he, 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 he got his at film fiends adam and say happy birthday thank you thank you much appreciated brother it's good it's uh yes yeah, it's, it's the the year i've been dreaded for the longest but you know um <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm gonna take it another year bro that's that's a blessing yeah that's all it's, it is for real. Yeah, man. thank you again bro and just like that we are out until next time peace peace Film wrap up, they wanna know. We tell them once and they still ask us. But the people are thirsty for knowledge and we gotta fill that cup. We never chill, ask them. When they come to film wraps, bruh, we keep it real, that's yeah. us. It don't matter whether early or late, we still make the scoop. 
Even though we on digital, we keep it real, they shoot. Bro, we ill with it too, so you know the deal with the truth. We know this field isn't cute, but we got them social skills like the troops. We had discussions about each of the stars. Our opinion makes us leave you in awe. We may talk about the box office numbers and see which movie really beat up the charts. Drama field, genre films, boom bap down the track rap. Treat the door like a snack pack. We on our bag like a knapsack. Film fiend and the rap nerd. We mean our exact words. Can't forget about the comic side. Guaranteed to make the comics rise. Shout out to all of the listeners. Showing love to my guy and I. We just been doing our job for sure. Putting in work like a nine to five. This is the film rap. They want to know, we tell them once and they still ask us The people are thirsty for knowledge and we gotta fill that cup We never chill, ask them When they come to film raps, bruh We keep it real, that's us This is the film wrap-up They want to know, we tell them once and they still ask us The people are thirsty for knowledge and we gotta fill that cup We never chill, ask them When they come to film raps, bruh We keep it real, that's us